I don't want you to get a big head, but this is the best pilot I've ever read. Really? Nobody ever believes me when I tell them that. <laughs> I really, you've created some wonderful characters. I mean, the writing just sparkles. Oh. Yeah. Y- you uh, don't know how refreshing it is to be able to write in your own voice and to have people get it. And we totally mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. Totally right. get it. We have a few things we want to run by, just some ideas. Okay, sure. Yeah, please. How would you feel if one of the characters was black? Uh, There's a little twist on it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, You know, I didn't really envision any of these guys as as being black. Mm. But they have a band, right? Yeah. So there's a drummer? Yeah. There you go. We have a deal with uh, Dave Chappelle. Are you familiar with him? (laughs) Yeah, he was uh, in The Nutty Professor, right? Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't he funny? Oh, it's hilarious. Hilarious. He's a huge fan of yours. He sent him the script. He flipped. Mm Really? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. We think he'd be a great Kishan. Mm. Yeah. Who's Kishan? The drummer. No, the drummer's name is Ted. Well, we got in our head now that he's black, so we started calling him Kishan. Yeah. Really? Uh, uh but I'd, I'd, I'd really like to uh, think about this. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In the meantime, we should set up a meeting with him. Yeah. Yeah, you two are really going to hit it off. He's so funny. Oh, smart. Yeah, smart and funny. Yeah. He's great. Oh, no. 
Look for the Ichiban, pick up the telephone, hit those numbers, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. What's the big story in your town? What's got everybody talking? Ichiban. That, of course, means... Number one. Number one. And that's the story the Ron and Fez are looking for. On a Friday, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, and most important, the birthday boy, Scruffy. Scruff, what do we got planned for him today, Fezzy? Thanks, Ron. Thanks. I don't believe we have anything planned for Scruffy, other than that little round of applause. That's tough. This kid gives us everything. He's hardcore. We should be here to support these guys. Set them up with a raw bar. Kid's an oyster freak. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let me head on over here to Josh. MPA. Hey, Ronnie. What do you got for me, brother? Got an easy bar today. Yeah. Phillies swept by the Blue Jays. 1993 all over again. You know, I know Tom Hanks thought Philadelphia was rough on him, what with the AIDS and all, but uh, I don't think he's seen anything. City of brotherly love. Long season on Lance and Bingington. How are you, pal? Good, right? I got H.E. Bond. H.E. Bond. Everybody's talking about the Marshall Tucker band coming to Binghamton. They really are, aren't they? There's a lot of buzz this year, Fezzi, because the Marshall Tucker Band is going to Binghamton. I had no idea that it would cause such a stir. Yeah, it's gigantic in Binghamton. All right, keep us updated on that. Uh, Binghamton is getting uh, a concert. Ichiban, let's go to Pete. Pete, what do you got for me? What's up, guys? What about this crazy guy in North Korea, the guts on this guy trying to... Send a missile to Hawaii. Now, that. See, I'm suspect of the whole deal. Number one, we've only heard this from Japan. And Japan's sitting over there. They can't stand North Korea. So they whisper in our ear, uh, North Korea's going to get you. You ought to nuke them first. Now, this story, it seems to keep getting a little bit worse as it progresses. First, it was North Korea is going to launch a missile, then launch it towards Hawaii. Now it's supposed to be launched on the 4th of July. John in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I got the ball for you. What do you got, man? Dusty Rhodes died. Dusty Rhodes died? This is the first I'm hearing this. Not that one. The baseball player. Ah. Oh, my God. My heart jumped up my throat. What about for the baseball player? 
Him I'm not, I wasn't as aware of. Is uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on the Run and Fed show. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about the Oklahoma Highway Patrolman that beat the crap out of the, uh, the paramedic. Did you see that? No, I haven't heard this story. Why don't you give it to me, brother? Hey, just kind of Google it. Now, he pulled the guy up. The ambulance was going down the road. The cop got mad because he didn't pull over right away. Um, and because with his lights and siren on, pulled him over. They had a patient in back. They pulled him out. They pulled the paramedic out and beat the crap out of him. So their big problem was that an ambulance was breaking the speed limit? Nah, the big problem was the ambulance didn't pull over right away. He was responding, the cop was responding to an emergency. And uh, they didn't pull over the, the exact second they put the lights on. So he came, he pulled them over, yelled at them for uh, not pulling over right away. And the guy said, I got a patient in the back. And he said, stop talking back to me. Beat the crap out of him. Just Google it. All right, thanks a lot, Jimmy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He told me he was going to need an ambulance. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm driving an ambulance. Uh, Jason in Ohio, here yeah, on the Ron Fez show. Uh, what's going on, Ron? Uh, a couple days ago, the mayor of Toledo was caught on uh, on tape or on camera or whatever throwing rocks and sticks at kids and cussing at them for playing stickball on the street. All right, nobody's better than Toledo now. So the mayor gets so pissed off at these kids, he starts chucking rocks and sticks at them. Yeah, because uh, you can see the video on YouTube there. I just don't know what the heading of the video is. All right, find me this one. Uh, I'm gonna uh, guess uh, Toledo Mayor and uh, Rocks and Sticks ought to do it for everybody. All right, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, Native Americans are pissed off at McDonald's for having a Custer action figure uh, in their Happy Meals. Yeah, and I believe the Native Americans should be upset about this. It's like having a Hitler action figure for Native Americans. Uh, wasn't he a colonel? Yes, I, yeah, Colonel Custer. In the U.S. Army, colonel in good standing. That, yes. Didn't they kill him? Yes, they ended up killing him. Thanks. So, you know, I mean, if anybody should still be bringing it up, I think it's us. Uh, Ryan in Worcester, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ronnie B., what's going on, my man? What do you say? We got the Ichiban for you. The uh, sixth annual Avon Heritage Duct Tape Festival kicks off today. It's so exciting. It's so big. And here's some important news. It's Ron and Fez, the official satellite radio show of the sixth annual Avon Ohio Duct Tape Festival. So, um... If you're looking for big fun, it's all happening this weekend uh, in Avon, Ohio. It's the big duct tape festival. Duct tape, it's good to tape stuff with duct tape. Uh, hey, Jay and PA, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing today? What do you say? Hey, I got an Ichiban up here in Acme, Pennsylvania. What do you Fred got? Brown's daughter's getting married, and she's getting uh, hitched at the Acme Community Festival there in three weeks. Now, why is she getting married there? Well... Ron, she was six years ago. She was the queen of the Acme Festival, and she's doing it to bring a little bit of shine back to the festival. Well, I love the attitude. All right, thank you very much. It's all happening. It's a big festival uh, summer. Nothing like it. Here is Matt. Matt, what's your Ichiban? Hey, what's up? I got an Ichiban for you. Um, that lady that was going to court because they were suing her for uh, downloading free songs, she's got to pay $2 million. She's got to pay $80,000 a song. 
for everything she swiped off the internet. She had 24 songs. It's 80,000 a song. And all I can imagine are these are the best fucking songs ever written. Uh, obviously, we've talked about this on the show. The downloading thing is illegal. We all get that. But why is this woman paying the freight for everybody who's stealing songs? If you were to uh, steal albums, it wouldn't be costing you $80,000 an album if you were taking them out of a Best Buy. So how does this fucking line up? Do they act like she's not going to be selling these songs? How do they come up with $80,000 a song? I don't know how they come up with the figure, but apparently this will be the example made of. Unless you have $88,000, go with the dollar download. See, I don't think the example works worth a shit. Because you still have the same odds of you being caught. I think the example were if they fucking busted 80,000 people and did them for $150 a piece. Then people would be like, no, don't get fucking caught. But you've got the same odds of hitting the lottery now. Uh, being busted by this, and obviously this woman isn't paying $80,000 a song. Give a fuck what they find her. She's not going to be paying shit on this. It doesn't make fucking sense. I'm a, I have a billion dollars worth of shit on my computer then. Yes, yeah, easily. Crazy. That's the fucking problem. And Fez's thing is making an example. That's like what they do when the fucking Arabs would grab a guy who's stealing bread and chop his fucking arms off. We're not here to make example. We're supposed to have justice. This is bullshit. Um, here is, uh, Kurt. Kurt, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah. you got your Ichiban. The writers of Lost were on Top Chef Masters as the food critics, and I believe, uh, I even saw Brian K. Vaughn as one of the judges. All right, I need, uh, I need to be checked on that. Brian K. Vaughn was on Top Chef? I believe so. It did look like him. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but it was all the writers for Lost. All right, thank you very much. Uh, Davey Mack, what do you got over there for me? We found the uh, mayor of Toledo uh, trying to break up this fight. All right. Uh, now, this is, it looks like it's taking place in some lot there. It's a park, yeah. It's a public park, and uh, he was just biking in the park when he noticed a ruckus by kids. All right. So this is all uh, no volume on this at all? Check it out. He caught him. I was back in Highland Park and saw some kids you know fighting. So he went to break it up. Just in a I'm not saying who's the mayor. All I see is a bunch of bodies. That's the mayor in the middle. That's the mayor in the white. In the short. And he said... You found some kind of hip-hop version of this. That's the only one that's available, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't do me any good. But he basically called the kid a fat ass, and he said, get your tubby ass out of here. Yeah, I have no problem with it. The mayor is fucking totally right. I don't see him throwing sticks and rocks, though. <laughs> that was his campaign slogan, too. Get your tubby ass out of here. Here's Mike in Long Island. Mike in Long Island, you're on the Run of Fez show. Good morning, boys. Good morning. And apparently an inflatable autopilot landed at Continental Jet in Newark yesterday after the pilot dies midair. Yeah, we brought this up on the air yesterday because they let everybody, like I guess CNN, start to run the uh, story that the pilot had died in midair. 
And then they, uh, I guess they had a co-pilot and he landed and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, no problems landing. And they didn't tell any of the passengers what had happened until they landed in Newark. And I'm thinking, if I was on this flight, I would like to know that the captain was dead. And what would you have done? I might have turned on the cell phone and just, you know, maybe called family and friends and let them know that there was a situation on the plane. No cell phone uh, in midair. Well, I yep. would have liked to have known the option. Uh, if the pilot has diarrhea, do you need to know? I don't need to know that. Well, if the, you know what? Yes, if there's something compromising the captain's ability to fly, especially death, I would like to know as a passenger exactly what's going on on my plane. I understand, but the point is you're just a passenger no matter what happens. No matter what's going on up there, you're no help. If anything, by the way you're sounding, you're going to be causing a little bit of uh, a disturbance. Well, but you start freaking out, that starts to freak out everybody else in that pit. But I think you're entitled. If you're up there, thirty-two thousand feet, you're entitled to some information. If there's but something if, compromising the flight, what are you going to do with it once you get it? Maybe I would. Um, you know, I might start praying. I would know what to. D you know, if I was a person that wanted to have forgiveness or something before I died, I would like to have that information. Well, uh, as far as they was concerned, the flight was in no uh, worse shape before. They had a competent person flying. There was a death on the plane. They had another competent person flying. As a matter of fact, if they don't release the story, no one ever knows. But I think one of the things that you want to do when you're the captain of the ship, and I, I assume that the the co-pilot immediately became captain of that flight, is he wants to keep the integrity of the flight and the safety of the passengers. And the last thing he wants is for the nervous nillies to start freaking out everyone else by hitting their knees and screaming a sweet Jesus and just instead of sitting there and uh, watching their movie or doing a crossword puzzle. <laughs> uh, here is uh, Tim in Indiana. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, USA gets crushed again yesterday by uh, Brazil 3-0. Just thank God it's not a qualifier. Why are you even bring that up to me? We had that on yesterday. It was embarrassment. Our next game is against Egypt, and here's the weird thing. Egypt beat Italy. <laughs> so, I mean, we're finding ourselves in fucking murderer's row. And the way to advance is just going to be ridiculous. Like, America oh, has to beat Egypt by three yeah, we're not gonna goals, and Brazil has to lose yeah, by we're not going to advance. So goals. what? So what? We're not going to advance. And Brian, Brian K. Vaughn was on Top Chef Masters last night as a judge. How do you do? Did great. No. Tasted food. Brian K. Vaughn is um, the uh, only listener I think that I've ever been proud of. <laughs> I ever said, look at this listener. He went on to do bigger and better things. I'm proud of him. I can't think of another listener who's made me proud. Well, I mean, people started, you know, uh, people against censorship or. You that know. was for the ONA show. Let's give ONA the credit that they deserve. That's their gang. Okay. I mean, other people, you know, people are lawyers. There's great, you know, members That's from of... from the ONA show. <laughs> Mikey Boy. Huh? Mikey Boy's a lawyer. <laughs> He's an upstanding citizen. What did Solara say? What kind of lawyer has a beard? She has totally <laughs> turned me around on Mikey Boy. Really? Yeah, she thinks he's up to something. Um, Sean, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Fez, you said that if you knew the pilot was dead, you'd be praying? Sure. Uh-huh. 
you're walking around with three stents. I think my ass be praying every day anyway. If I'm on a flight and there's a dead crew member, if the crew is impaired, I think it's their responsibility to let me know as a passenger. And they said they're not. They have a responsible... If you told me one positive thing that could come out of letting you know, uh, I would be like, oh, okay, I can understand that. But all you want to do is start yelling and praying. And it's going to freak out the other fucking passengers. Now, believe me, I think that you got every right to know about your safety, but in this case, the there was no jeopardy in the plane. It's not like there was any problem at all in the plane, and all this would have done was to cause a anywhere from a slight to a full panic in the back. Well, I think I would have liked to known the qualifications of who's flying up there now. You don't know the qualifications every time you get on a fucking plane. Every time you get on a plane, you're putting a trust in the in the company to put the right people in the cockpit. So what qualifications does the co-pilot? You think they got a guy up there who doesn't know how to fly and land? That's insane. Um, let's go over here to uh, Ken. Ken, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fez. Yes, the co-pilot, you know what he is? He's actually a pilot. He's a full pilot. He's just assuming the role of co-pilot for that flight and on international flights they have a third pilot who's standing by in this situation but what it, the thing is you could just prepare yourself if something there's was going to, to go wrong there's nothing to prepare there is no there is no hindrance to the to the operation of the flight at all because that pilot was not able to you know he died Yes, nothing. So all you're wanting to do is just go. Okay, something happened up in the uh, up in the cockpit, and I want to panic over nothing. It's not over nothing. The guy who was flying the plane was dead. You ha yeah, yes, this is the kind of shit that you're going to be fucking saying in the back. You're not going to yell out. Relax, everyone. We have another pilot. He's going to land the plane. You're starting yeah. to scream, pray, and yell. What are the qualifications? Of this other guy. Um, here is Dan. Dan in Minnesota. You're on my Fez. Yeah, I just want to tell Fez, you know, if if the pod goes down, you got to start praying. You got 36,000 feet straight down to start praying. You don't need to know he's dead or not. I don't want to have to do it as the plane is nose diving. Uh, Rich, Rich, you're on my Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fez, the only responsibility the airline would have to you as a passenger is to move your big ass from point A to point B without killing you. It doesn't matter if they put Bozo the Clown behind the, the stick, as long as they moved you from point A to point B. That's what you're paying for. If they don't kill you, then that's all they, they're responsible to do. They don't need to tell you what's going on. Here's uh, Sasha in Chicago. Uh, actually, Ronnie, I'm in D.C., but my wife just got back from Chicago and brought me some delicious cupcakes. Really? Made the flight, huh? She made the flight. She went out there once before and forgot to bring him back, and so I sent her back. That's a smart idea. And uh, and uh, I've never tasted the Ron Bennington, but I was about to right now if All I could right. do that. Give it a try. Right, here it goes. Well, holy shit, that's a good cupcake. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's a fucking good ganache. That is actually what I wouldn't mind just really uh, having on, on each of the box. Uh, oh. That is a good cupcake. I got a, uh email... Um, from somebody yesterday who came back from Chicago 
with a bucket full of them uh, to Denver, and they were all busted up, but he really enjoyed eating the parts uh, that were left over. Uh, it's They're tough to travel. But we will uh, not... Um, we will not at any fucking, uh, at any time, uh, ship these. We can't ship them. They got to be fresh. Just once. Just send a couple Why back, fresh? back east. Because here's the deal. You want to eat them fresh. If you get them here, you're not getting the real experience. Even even not fresh. I, say, I kept them in my fridge for a day and ate the next day. Still amazing. I know, but I want I don't want the Ron Bennington cupcake, which is now known as the greatest cupcake in the world, tasting like a fucking Twinkie, where it's got a shelf life of three years. Uh, Jabbers, you're on Ron Fez. Hello, buddies. What is up? Um, Fez, you know you're kind of like the co-pilot of the Ron and Fez show. If some like something were to happen to Ron, like if you were to get up and leave, you'd have to fly the show yourself. And I would alert the passengers or the listeners. I think it would be my responsibility. Would you guarantee them a good show? No, I wouldn't be able to guarantee them a good show. Then maybe you're not a co-pilot. What do you mean you can be proud of Mike, right? What's that mean? Yeah, he made the cupcake. He did good. Um, here's, uh, Pete in Connecticut. Pete, you're on a Fez. Hey, hey, Fez, trust us. We would know if Ronnie died of a heart attack and you were running the show. We would know. You wouldn't have to tell us. But anyway, if I'm on a, if I'm on a flight and they let us know that the pilot dies, sure, I'd want to pray. I would pray for the pilot and for his family. I wouldn't need to pray for myself because I would know that the, that the plane would be in good, good hands with the, the co-pilot or whoever else is running the plane up there. It's really kind of an interesting thing, Fezzi. Uh, a person dies, mm-hmm. and you immediately start to worry about yourself. How does this affect me? A man just dropped dead. Right. A man with distinguished gray temples drops dead. Why wouldn't you think, oh, my God, I feel so sorry for him and his family. What can I do? Instead, you're screaming that you want to play for yourself because another pilot moved from the right seat to the left seat. There would be nothing left I could do for that man, Ron. Uh, Michael in Houston, you're on a Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, hypocrite. I've got a question for uh, for Fez. Why does the airline, why are they not allowed to keep a secret, but you are? Because their secret is affecting other people. That if there was something you. wrong with an engine, I would want to know. There's well, a big got, difference. And you've got something well. wrong with your engine. The... the, the the flight, the the equipment is in perfect order. The There is an able pilot, a licensed pilot. What is it you need to know besides that? You don't, you don't even know who the pilot is when the flight starts. All you want to do is a chance to panic yourself and other people. Um, here is uh, Fritz in Cleveland. Hey, I just wanted to chime in... Uh... It's normal procedure on most airlines is that they, the pilots take turns flying different legs on any trip. So the co-pilot may have already been flying the plane when that happened. And I worry about that body being up there if it's in the way of the co-pilot doing his job. What's that mean? 
Well, it's like, do we need to move that body somewhere? Somewhere to a more convenient location. If they tell everybody, they can bring it and is, down is the this, alley. Is this a joke that you're doing? Is this a fucking funny bit? No, not at all. Because it doesn't make any sense what you're fucking saying. A sensible person wouldn't be saying this. You got if you're if you're kidding, then kid. Uh, but just don't every day, Mike. You're on running Fez. Hey guys, you know Fez thinks he, he has the answers to all. If Fez was the captain of this plane, what would your announcement be to everybody, Fez? As they're sitting there eating their food, doing whatever they're doing, what would you say to them? I would say there is a problem with the captain. He has taken ill. I don't even know if I would say he's dead, dead. Well, I thought well, you needed to know everything in the back. Right. But I what would... The, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to know whether you should move the body? I would say the captain is impaired. And how we, long in the flight was this? Anyway, how many hours did they have left? They came from Brussels all the way to Newark. Do we know that? Yeah. I don't know how many hours that is. It's got to be plenty. That's a long time to be dead. And I would just make sure everyone knew that the copot that we did have other pilots on board, and, and we to, were fine. And to start praying. Well, so you don't want anybody to... So you think that the whole situation was fine? I mean, it ended up being fine, but so I you're don't... you're saying you wanted to immediately start praying using your cell phone to call home. Right, or if you have your laptop, be able to send an email to somebody... To um, let somebody know there was a situation on the plane. And what would any of these people do? What would anyone do? You're, you're, you're emailing your sister or your mom. What are they supposed to do? They're not going to be able to physically do anything. But at least you're a, if you're in a plane situation where there could be trouble and you would be able to contact your relatives. And what would they fucking do? What is the positive intent of suddenly now 400 people are uh, putting out mass emails. What is the positive intent here? That you were able to connect with your relatives before something bad happened. Nothing that you were bad is going to fucking happen. You're in the same situation. First of all, you, you said to make the announcement that everything's fine. Now, but you want the fucking okay to start panicking, not just yourself, but other fucking innocent people. And again, you get on a working plane. With a working pilot, you're in flight, you've still got a working plane with a working pilot. And what you want to be able to do is to start telling people, I'm going to die. Pray for me, I'm going to die. You want an experience to panic. Uh, Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, fellas. Hey, listen, I work for Continental at Newark. I would love to take Fezzy behind the scenes. I'm a mechanic. I'll show him all the maintenance behind the scenes so we can get over this phobia, Fezzi. What do you think? I would love to see what goes on behind the scenes. All right, Fezzi, take Cont my number down off the air and call me whenever you get a chance. Continental makes me nervous, though. They keep sending little girls to the wrong places. <laughs> Rob in Sacramento, you're on the run of Fez show. Fez is a panic monger. He would like to panic the entire plane and his family, scare the shit out of everybody. When uh, there's a capable person flying the plane, Fez, get over it. My only thought was that I would like to have the information. That I, I would feel, um, I don't know if I would feel better, but I would feel more empowered having the information of knowing what was going on the flight. I guess what I'm saying is I would feel 
really bad if I was one of these people that got off the plane and didn't know anything that was going on. I would feel like maybe there was some sort of danger I wasn't alerted to. There was no danger. You were in perfect safety the entire time. You want an excuse to panic. You want an okay to panic. Then you want to turn around and panic your sister and panic your mother, whoever else you're going to be sending these emails to. You want panic to be the fucking norm. Um, and now GVAC is wondering why I try to make him overeat. Now you wonder why I try to make his heart explode. GVAC, I see you as an accessory to murder. How's that stand? It was only like 15 cheeseburgers, right? It really wasn't that bad. He is in more danger eating 15 cheeseburgers than he would, than anybody on that plane was. He should be fucking uh, emailing his sister saying, I'm on my 14th cheeseburger. He could always say no. I'm going to bring that. Later in the show, I'm going to do a contest. Let's see how much crystal meth and amyl nitrates Fez can fucking do before his heart pops. I'll jump in on that. I don't know what, I, I, I'm literally, he's driving me nuts. I got off the elevator today, he comes up to me and starts to whisper like this to me. Um, the ONA show just got done, and um, he's over in the office, he's going to be in at 12. And I go, why are you talking so low? Am I? Because I don't mean to be. And at that point there, I swear to God, if there was an open window in this fucking building, I'd have been going 36 floors down. That's why we seal them up, Mr. B. That's why we seal them up. I need to be on constant vacation. Gotta pay the bill somehow, though. Every day he comes up with a new thing that he knows is crazy talk, and he sticks his fucking heels into the dirt, and he stays there with it. And then I got him talking, and you two guys laughing at me in the other room. You're laughing. Look at them now. I want you to just move over and see what they do to me throughout the fucking show. See how there's tears coming out of their eyes? Oh, they're just this, loving it. This has been happening for 25 fucking minutes because they hear you saying the same thing over and over to me. I just want to have a fucking show. If not, I'm going to make them fucking uh, sit here and eat little chocolate donuts for the next hour and a half. Uh, Eric in Ohio, you're on the run of Fez show. Uh, hey guys, I, uh, I love your show. Fez, um, man, you really are getting kind of out there lately, dude. What about by, uh, by alerting everybody to something that may not really even happen, you cause the death of one of the other, uh, passengers from a heart attack or something. Come on, man, this is just not right, Fez. Well, everyone has to process the information themselves. What? Everyone is going to do with the information, uh, with, with whatever they're going to do with it themselves. That's why they weren't given information, because they were fine. Everything was fucking fine. I can't understand. If you knew that the outcome was going to be good, why you would ever want to go through life feeling down during a segment of that life if God said, you know, you're going to have a happy ending. So what, why would you want bad news? First of all, this fucker doesn't even want a happy ending. He's in his mid-40s and still putting that off. Right. Uh, by the way, uh, 
this is the only person that I identify with right now, and that is Cher. Cher is talking about her daughter, uh, Chastity Bono, who she now has to call Chaz, the man name. And um, this is actually the same thing that I would be saying about Fez. This is why I identified with this. Um, Cher says about her, her daughter, I may not understand, but I will strive to be understanding. One thing that will not uh, never change is my abiding love for my child. So here's Cher. And you really can't get much weirder than share. Uh, and even she's saying, I don't get my daughter, I mean son. I don't know what's going on here. I'm the share of radio. I've been trying to wait for you to go through this transition, Fuzz. I don't know what it's going to be, though. Well, I appreciate the understanding, too, like Cher's trying to give. Would you stop low-talking me, though, when we're in the hall? Would you stop going, um, I want to just finish. Like, there's some kind of secret, so I'm leaning in to find out what it is. There's nothing. Incidentally, Ron, would you like some pretzel rods, Pepsi? Um, oh, and I just finished now, so... Ron's game show Friday. Um, I'll play some game shows. Yeah. And then he says to me, he's... he's down the hall, and he'll be here at 12. I have no idea who he's talking about. Terminator. Who are you talking about? Johnny Fairplay. Why wouldn't you say it? Why is that a secret? Why are you low-talking me? Hard Rock Johnny. Ronnie, yeah. I want to take you with me. I'm, I'm going to London. I'm going to hang out in Hyde Park for a bunch of days. Why don't you come with me? We'll just go hang out in London. You get away from all this craziness. We can catch uh, the Killers on Friday. We've got Neil Young on Saturday, Bruce on Sunday. Now, what Park. is going on with, with this London thing? Eddie Trunk just came back. You were just going. Yeah, well, he went to download. We have our hard rock thing that starts next week, uh, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. With we got Friday is the Killers headlining with like there's like 15 bands a day, and you got Friday night is is the Killers, Saturday night is Neil Young with the Pretenders, and then Sunday is Dave Matthews, who actually ends up opening for Springsteen at all in Hyde Park. I think it would be good for you to go away, kind of just get away from it all for a while. You can come hang out with me. Rock and roll still exists over there, doesn't it? Rock and roll it still does. exists in England. Springsteen sold out Hyde Park in, uh, I think it was 15 minutes. It was, it's uh, 55,000, maybe 60,000 seats. Sold it out in 15 minutes. The Killers sold out the third day in, in about an hour. So Neil Young is sold out now. It's just, it does, the music is still very much alive there. I mean, there's all the festivals that are going on now. Download, uh, Glastonbury's next week, the same, the couple days before Hard Rock has their Hard Rock calling thing. I mean, it's. You don't get that stuff over here anymore. The big festivals are like, you know, there's a few of them, but not not like over there. It's like a, a bunch of weeks of just festivals. Well, uh, Johnny, um, I hope you can find some pants over there. <laughs> we can, we're going we're gonna to buy all the famous pants we can. Uh, this was a weird thing here yesterday. Uh, speaking of Bruce, I walk out of here and I see little Steven uh, with Coach K and Bob Edwards. The three of them... <laughs> We're doing a show together. It's a strange triumvirate. It was the nuttiest thing I've ever seen, and it kind of looked like a band was going to start. <laughs> Putting together a super group. It is a very strange triumvirate of people to have together. All right, Johnny. All right, boys. Peace. Topper and Reno, you're on Run Fez. Topper. 
What's up, Brian? Yeah. Hey, did you like deserve sainthood for putting up with the two morons you put up with? Hey, Fezzy, I'm just curious who you're praying to because you don't believe in God anymore. I have always believed in God. I've been mad at God, but I've always believed in God. And a situation like that, yeah, hypocritical as it is, I might start praying. All right, hold on. You believe in God still? Because you said you told us before that you did not. I you didn't think that there could be an afterlife, you told us, on the air before. Um, I don't recall saying that. I always thought I just said I was angry. I thought there was an absentee God, a God that just wasn't around. All right, so what happens uh, after you die? I think after you die, you do go to a heaven. A heaven? Yeah. There's more than one? Um, I just don't know what it is. I think you go to a, a, a heaven where you are reunited with other uh, dead people, you know, uh, relatives and friends. Okay. And what happens once you get there with your relatives and friends? Um, you're just, uh, it just goes on for eternity. You're just all reunited. But you're just reunited for eternity. Mm-hmm. And what do you do there in eternity? I don't know, but it's, I, it must be very blissful. It just seems like it would be a, just a very peaceful, restful situation. You rest for eternity? Yeah. Seems like more rest than you'd ever need. An eternal amount of rest compared to just having 80 years. You understand? 80 years you're doing something, right? Right. And then you're resting for trillions and billions. It seems like more rest and just blissful rest. I think it's going to be such a good rest that you're not going to want to come out of it and do anything. So you're, you're, it's like you're sleeping, but you're napping next to relatives and friends. Right, yeah. So you're laying down, your friends and relatives are all laying down, and then you're sleeping for trillions of years. You're just, uh, yeah, you're just in a peaceful state. It may be that, that whole state of, like, between awake and asleep, but just that very tranquil feeling. And uh, but you are laying down next to them. Um, and occasionally you guys mumble at each other. Yeah, I think you can communicate with each other. But you'll be sleeping, so it'll be like sleep talking. Basically, but just you know, really peaceful and restful. Maybe uh, just you know, just laying down. Maybe not even a full sleep, but just you know, rest. Uh, basically, like rest in your eyes. Just rest in your eyes mm -hmm. for trillions of years. But uh, and why? If you're resting and you're kind of out like this, why do you need to be next to your friends and relatives? Well, I think that's going to add to the peaceful feeling. That's going to add to the feeling of contentment and, uh, and peace. So it's like taking a big, giant nap with everybody that you know. Yeah, with everybody you love. Yep. It's a cuddle party. But what if, let's suppose you'd like me to be one of your, part of your five. You want me to be on your friends. Right? Sure. But I got other people to be with. Right. I can't be sleeping with you and your grandmother. That's uncomfortable for me. I don't know how that works out. Maybe we just see the ones we want to. And like you wouldn't be, you would be there with me, um, but you wouldn't see my grandmother there with, next to me too. She would be invisible to me. Right. While she's sleeping. Uh, let's go to Chuck in North Carolina. Hey, Ron, Fez needs to know that there ain't going to be no same-sex marriages in heaven, no gays, no lesbians. The Bible says that that ain't going to be going on. You're going to be down there in the lake of fire, Fez. You better get you a, a damn life jacket. It won't burn because you're going to be burning, buddy. 
That's the way it says it in the Bible. You know it. And But there will be rednecks. Oh, yeah, as long as they ain't queers. It don't say that in the Bible about rednecks ain't going to heaven. It says don't lay down with a man. Now, women don't lay, the women don't lay down with women. You know it. What if there's a man in between the two women? I think that's okay. Well, you just, he knows. He knows ain't going to be no queers in heaven. He's been raised up around the Bible. He knows it. He just don't want to say it. We'll Come see. Come on, Fez. When we both get there, we'll see. So you ain't going, and your buddies ain't going, and there ain't going to be no same-sex marriage in heaven walking on the streets of gold, a bunch of queers, holding hands and all that. It ain't going to happen. It sounds like you heaven to me. Yeah, you ain't going to be there. You're going to be in the lake of fire treading water, burning eyes up. Well, if I'm in a, if I'm treading water, that lake of fire probably isn't going to hurt so bad. Your ice is burnt toast, buddy. Keep on eating them burgers, cookies. You're going to be there for long. Uh, here's Rob in uh, Long Island. Rob. Yeah, Fez's perception of heaven sounds more like a 1-800 mattress commercial. Uh, here is Bob. Bob, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, We're not able to hear you. I'm sorry, James and PA. Hey, buddy. Listen, you know, here's here's the issue with uh, Fezzi. And Fezzi, you've been great on the radio the last few weeks. You've been really talking up, and you've been really making your voice heard. But what'll happen is a topic come up, like this. Take today. Let's take the um, the plane incident. You want for an opinion. Your opinion initially was, oh, well, I would want to know. And Ronnie comes back and says, well, logically, what about points A, B, and C? My wife is the same way. I turn around, she starts arguing with me, and I point out logically what's wrong. Instead of just saying, you know what, James or Ron, you're right, you know, I said something, you know, and upon thinking about it, maybe you're right, you do, you dig your heels in. When a couple days ago, we were talking about um, Chaz or Chastity, and Ron was asking you, what makes her a him? You kept going over the same points over and over and over again, but when confronted with actual facts, you can't just turn around and say, you know what, I didn't take it from that perspective. Maybe you're right. She's not actually a man. She's still a woman. She can be called a man, and that's her right. And this is just like a pattern I see with you. I recognize it, and I understand it to a certain degree. Well, with the, so with the plane, it's, I mean, my opinion doesn't change. I mean, yes, the arguments make sense to me, but I would still want to know the information. I would want to know the pilot was dead. Here's uh, Anthony in New Jersey. Yeah, hey, buddies. Hey, Fez, when you're in heaven, are you still going to worry and have panic attacks? And do you want your psychologist next to you while you're up there? I would hope not. The, the plan is not to have panic attacks in heaven. Well, why do you have them now? I'm not in heaven. Well, uh, I can't argue with you, Fez. I'm sorry. Uh, here's uh, Rick in Kentucky. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I never thought I'd say this, but after listening to Fez talk about his faith, I, I'm actually missing Earl. Well, we all miss Earl. Earl was the best. Uh, luckily... Earl is still with us by Twitter, and he Twitters throughout the show. And yesterday, I believe he even added a Ronnie B. quote, uh, which I was glad to hear. Uh, let's head on over here to uh, Joe in Arkansas. Joe, you're on my face. Hey, guys. Is uh, Dave around? Dave is right here with me. 
Hey, my man, I'm going to see Eddie Vedder tomorrow night in Memphis. First solo show, I've seen Pearl Jam a lot. I wish you could come down with me this weekend. After all your celebrityness this past week, you deserve to be down here in Memphis tomorrow night with me. Sixth row at the Orpheum. Can you make it? I it's my uh, wedding anniversary this weekend. Why are you gonna oh, take the ticket? We'll fly you down. <laughs> I'd love Doesn't to. I'll put up the tickets for you to get there. If I could, I would, but it's impossible. I have special delivery tomorrow night. I have my we- my anniversary Sunday, and I have my brother coming in from California tonight. All right, uh, uh, but thank you so right. much, man. That's nice. This is uh, Earl's latest Twitter. He still wants forty acres and a mule. Well, he's persistent about that. Now that the slavery, now that the Senate is sorry for slavery, can I get my 40 acres and a mule? I'll settle for the 40 acres. And then he puts a smiley face. Uh, Doesn't take it very seriously. Did he go to Franklin's uh, movie last night? I'm not sure. He was supposed to. I know that. It's game show Friday and a brand new game show we're very, very excited about today. Raise the fist of the metal child. Alright, let me hear it again from the top. Do you know what band that is? No, I do not. That's Tampa Bay's own Sabotage. Sabotage. So we were going to do some heavy metal trivia. Dave, you ready to to start this one out for us today? Yes, absolutely. You ready to get this going? Um, Raise the Fist of the Metal Child is the name of the game. And that's why we play this sounder. And uh, we believe this is the world's only heavy metal uh, game show. This is it. You know, we've scoured the world, including the Internet, for heavy metal game shows. So you're hearing a Ron and Fez exclusive. Uh, it should be uh, really, really exciting. It's Let's uh, play the first track. You got the uh, title of the song and band for us. No clue. You are incorrect. Bob, do you have the title and song for us? Uh, could you play the song again, please? You are incorrect. 
Riley, you got the night, uh, the name and Ben. I can't hear it, man. You are incorrect. Here's uh, Gary. Gary, you got the name and uh, band for us. Yes, Love Child by Accept. You are correct. Congratulations, uh, Gary. You're Woo. the first. Uh, it's time to play. Get the metal child's fist in the air. We are going to play. It's time to play. All right, let's do an easier one for people. It's time to. It's time to play. Jen, Jen, are you ready to raise the fist of the metal child? Jen. Let's go over here to John. John, are you ready to raise the fist of the metal child? Uh, Iron Maiden, die with your boots on. No, first of all, I think you should have to say, I'm ready to raise the fist of the metal child. I'm ready to raise the fist of the metal child. And give it to me. Give me the title. Iron Maiden, die with your boots on. You are correct. All right, one more. Nice. One more uh, before we... Uh, to uh, go into this, let's uh, give it a. Uh,
Yeah. It's time to... It's time to play! Mike, what are you ready to do? I'm ready to raise the fist of the metal tower. What do you got for us? I believe that's Anne Murray and Snowbird. You are incorrect. Alan, what are you ready to do, buddy? Alan in Boston, what are you ready to do? Oh. You are incorrect. Uh, Trevor, what are you ready to do, pal? I'm ready to play. Uh, Let's play, Ron. Play what? Um, I'm going to guess, is that, uh, Sacred Right? You are incorrect! Uh, uh Corinne, in Jersey, what are you ready to do? Raise the fist to the metal child. What do you got for us, darling? It's Striper, Rock the People. You are correct! Wow. This is um, this is the band that threw out bio- Bibles instead of uh, satanic stuff, <laughs> and then they rock the people. Hicks, you said this was your favorite. Oh, can't get enough of this Christian metal. <laughs> you know what I like? <laughs> they rock the people. Eddie Trunk's waking up right now, going, "Did the station flip?" <laughs> Am I going to finally be PD? I want to play some of that a little later on in the show today for Game Show Friday. Let's raise the fist of the metal child. And the metal child must be fed. And the metal child must raise his fist. Put a knife right up to your throat. It's around a fetish show. We get back. Michael Bay says he's done with Transformers. Like most people said when they were eight years old, Michael Bay now says in his 40s, I'm done playing with Transformers. We'll talk about that when we get back. It's the Run of Fetish show. I got my eye. I got my eye. Yeah, it's Ron Fed show. Stopping by in just a couple minutes, Fez. Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, I was on ONA show today and hasn't left yet. Wants to come in and tell people what he's up to. I wouldn't even mind if uh, Eastside Dave becomes Johnny Fairplay's valet. I think it would be very nice. By the way, two years. Sunday... Since we did the wedding for Eastside Dave and Casey at the Hard Rock. Didn't even think of bringing it up with Hard Rock Johnny. Does it feel longer, shorter, what, Fuzz? It feels incredibly short. I'm, uh, you, you mean you felt like... Like everything, the wedding, the pregnancies, the births, everything has it feels like it's happened in an instant. I feel like Dave got married ten years ago to me. 
Dave, how's it feel to you? Does it feel like you've only been married two years? No, I, I was trying to pick out silver gifts for her. I thought it was like a good 25-year anniversary. I, it feels the same way to me. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, and we didn't even know Hicks then, right? Well, Hicks, were you with us? I was there a couple months. So it feels really long oh, to yeah, me. Oh, yeah, you were on the you had a panic attack on the stage that day. <laughs> I was a little messed up that day. Yeah, sure. You fucking sucked. I remember that. I turned around and glared at you, and you looked like you were going to die on the stage. And then somebody said that you had to sit down like you were nervous. Very nervous, yes. Why? I was only intern for a couple of months, and then I'm on stage working a 360 <laughs> I'd never touched before. We don't, know how to, we don't know how to train people. We have the worst fucking abilities to train people. So, um, two years seems short to you, Fuzz. You seem like, like this was last year to you? Yeah, it feels like it's been whirlwind. Yeah, where absolutely where everything so much has happened over that past two years that it and it just feels like it all happened basically in one week's time. See, it's just the opposite for us, and so much happened, it seems like it's even longer. It's nuts. Two fucking years. All right, I brought this up. Michael Bay, who's the big action uh, director, said no more Transformers. He can't take it anymore. He says what he can't stand is uh, people, the critics, judge these movies before, and it's tougher to make a movie like Transformers than it is some drama that wins an Oscar. I would agree with Michael Bay here, because the way uh, the effects keep um, going on, uh, upping themselves, you've got to really top yourself every single time. Any explosion you do, the robot sequences. Yeah, but there's no arc to story. It doesn't make sense. Any of the stuff that he does, you know, where a Pepsi machine turns into a robot, I, I, I feel like he's made his bed. I don't know what he's fucking crying about, Dave. He wanted to be the modern Steven Spielberg. Right. And his, his goals were, you know, it was Spielberg in the 80s, James Cameron in the 90s, and now it's going to be Michael Bay. I'm the guy who's going to take the mantle of the great action director. Yeah. So, so you can't backpedal on that. And you know what? You are a good action but, director. Uh, but I disagree. Because the difference between him and Spielberg, and I'll even give it to Cameron, there was sense to that. If you watch these Michael Bay movies, you're like, why would the characters be doing this? Right. Yes, I get shit that's exploding, but people would not be act acting this way. Even his 1940s movie, The Pearl Harbor, human beings were acting a way that human beings don't act. And that's what he's not fucking connecting. Yes, he does explode shit. Yes, he has CGI. But he's not connecting human beings at all. Well, he definitely is a better technical person than a, a person who works with actors or storyline. And that's why for him to think that making a great drama is but easier. I, but is... I would say the same thing about Cameron and Spielberg. I think they work better with action sequences and technical stuff. And yet they're both a million times more humanizing than this fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> this Michael Bay should just not even have human beings in. It should be it should be Transformers fighting Transformers and maybe every once well, in a while speeding cars. He, he also flip-flopped in that he made a, a, a decently funny, you know, I think it was a credit card commercial, and the whole thing was just him blowing stuff up. Remember yeah, that commercial? Yeah, yeah, I saw that uh -huh. commercial. So, that is who you are. You represented yourself as that. You know, other directors, M. Night Shyamalan, Wes Anderson, have made their own their own commercials, and it's had their kind of, you know, take on it. 
it almost yeah it almost is like uh when you get the guy from kiss or ozzy and they're like they've spent a lifetime doing this and they're going but really we're just like dylan I mean, if you, you know, we're really no different than Dylan and Neil Young. Well, no, you're fucking not. You're fucking in clown pants. You put the clown pants on, and now you're screaming out, stop laughing at me. I mean, everyone knows Kiss sucks when they take their makeup off. And when they have their makeup on. It's a (laughs) well-known fact. By the way, a little later on in the show, we will be raising the fist of the metal child one more time. And that metal child needs to be taken care of. Needs to get his milk, needs to be changed, and then that little guy's got a rock. Right. And it's up to us to raise the fist of the metal child. Um, and no, that little metal child won't use an even flow bottle. That metal child <laughs> hates grunge, and if a grunge baby comes around, the metal child will bite him. Um, like that little Nirvana baby on the cover. Yeah. Uh, that he would drown that Nirvana baby. <laughs> he would have a battle. The metal child <laughs> would uh, be glad uh, to. Uh, hey, uh, Footer, you're running Fez. Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, hey um, I, I don't know. I'm not not educated enough to know exactly who he should pair up with. But Bay needs to pair up with somebody that does have that fucking killer fucking you know uh, uh, end as far as humanization wise. You know what I mean? And I think he would kill it. I think he. I think he doesn't even get it at all. Who would that be, though, Ronnie? Who would he team up? Like, who would be the ultimate guy for him to team up with? You know, the devil. I can him. only think that maybe he and the devil would be uh, together. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he would need a screenwriter. He would, I, you know, one thing I do like the producer Jerry Brockheimer. It seems like he never bitches about not being critically accepted. He just gets it. He moves on. Well, he doesn't sit around and go, "Why don't they love me?" He gets that you can't have both. He's like a big ATM machine. That's what he is. I What's mean, coming out this weekend? Uh, I know the year one or day one or whatever that is. Year one's coming out. How's that supposed to be? Um, year one is getting bad reviews. I saw it on Rotten Tomatoes getting a 25% for the wow. top critics' reviews. I saw, one, the, uh, I saw one review, I think it was USA Today, that said, don't book a date for year one. You love that colored newspaper. <laughs> you are the only person I know, not on the road, who uh, brings up USA Today. Um, wow, that surprised me because I thought the uh, it looked kind of funny. Now, I got an email yeah. about this. They were talking uh, with the director of uh, this film, uh, the old Ghostbuster. Harold Ramis. And they said, uh, the interviewer said to him, it, um, Jack Black is great. He's like a cuddly, a little more lovable Bill Murray. And uh, Ramos said, yeah, that is true. Uh, he's definitely more lovable. He doesn't have the ability or the power to hurt you uh, and take you down the way Bill Murray will. So anyone who ever talks about Bill Murray that knows him talks about the fact that Bill Murray can be brutal <laughs> on his friends. He's he's yeah, he's, he's a evil. killer. He's evil. Yeah. But he's also extremely loyal too. Uh let me tell you. I'd rather have that. I like yeah. that fucking power. You know, and it's one of the things that um I think that we're lacking today. Somebody that you're like this guy's a little dangerous. He's funny, but you know, he's also dangerous. 
And I think if you also have the power to hurt like that, you have the power to love, and it feels even better than, like, Jack Black, he might You're sometimes... talking about Beanie now? You're talking about your own mom? <laughs> kind of. Well, I just mean that... What else is coming out this weekend? Proposal. That's the Sandra Bullock... Uh, we get to see Sandra Bullock's ass many years after we wanted to. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and his ass. Craig T. Nelson. And then uh, the great Mary Steenburgen's in that one. But uh, that's not so good. Uh, and actually, in limited re release is uh, Whatever Works, too. Uh, whatever Works is the Woody Allen, Larry, Larry Sanders, uh, I mean, Larry, uh, David, Woody Allen. What's the reviews like on that? Um, I've seen good reviews on that. I have. It's 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty awful for uh, a Woody Allen film. Yeah, me, so. but it's weird because some of the reviews that I read from the West Coast have been against it, and some from the East Coast have been for it. So it's like it's taking a very geographical, you know, it's splitting up. Uh, whatever happened to that polo? He used to do movie reviews with us every week. Steve in Oakland, you're on Fez. What's up, buddies? Hey, uh, they had the kid that played McLovin uh, in Superbad on Conan last night. I guess he's in Year One. And other than Year One comes out on Friday, it wasn't mentioned once during the interview. Um, so it's already like McLovin is trying to leave it behind him? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Let's face it. This has been a pretty awful summer. So far, the only thing that people are happy with is Star Trek and I guess uh, The Hangover. And I only saw, yeah, Star Trek. And it just doesn't seem like there's that much to look forward to this summer. I mean, the big movies that are left are The Transformers, G.I. Joe, and a Harry Potter. And Bruno. I think that's going to pop big. At least Bruno? Yeah. That has to, because that's the only thing left. I will say this. Out of all the characters that he's ever done, Bruno was always my favorite. And people were saying, I brought this up the other night, and the person I'm with is going to like, bullshit. I'm like, I didn't even like Harry, uh, Ali G that much. <laughs> like, I never really got the Ali G. It reminded me too much of an obnoxious kid. <laughs> right. So I didn't laugh. <laughs> Bruno is unbelievable. Um, but I, uh, but the Bruno made me fucking cry. Well, we brought it up. Bruno was the one who made the hairdresser say all the crazy shit. Jonathan Anton. Yeah. And he made Jonathan Anton. And he's like, uh, so how would you style Jesus's hair? He's like, whoa, what a deep question. It's like Jonathan Anton couldn't even answer the question because his mind was so blown by this oh. character. Whoa. And then he even said something like, I never did like his hair. I never thought it worked for him. Um, wow. th there was some great ones there. One was the... Um, the time they had people on, tell us about, um, and it would be like, tell us about Nicole Richie. Well, she dresses so awful and blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, no, she's our next guest. So try to say about the things. They, they love be Nicole like, Richie here. Yep. And so then uh, let's take it up. What do you think of Nicole Richie? She looks fantastic. <laughs> Can't get enough of her. Just showing what fucking liars those people are. I'm one of those people, one of them sitting here. But they don't fucking give a shit about what they say. Yeah, he was uh, making him go back and the, forth on everything. The frat boys on the beach when he was wrestling with them made him look gay. Um, Jacob, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, hey guys, love the show. Um, away we go. That's uh, that's kind of a new release. It's, that's an awesome movie. Best movie I've seen in probably the last five years. That movie is playing 30 fucking yards from my house. I was going to see it last night, and I got a fucking phone call that stopped me from walking over. So I might go to see it tonight. I'm just trying to fucking... Put some things behind me. RC, you're on Fez. 
Uh, hey, buddies. Uh, just wondering if you guys heard about the new movie Moon with uh, Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey as the robot voice. Not only have I heard about it, someone fucking gave away the swerve to me last night. Oh. In an email. I... A fucking, I'll put it this way, see the quotes up? A fan of the show wrote me the swerve. And the trailer fucks you over, too, with it. I, watch I didn't see the trailer. Don't watch the trailer, but I watch it, and it gives it away. It sucks. Uh, every trailer blows now. Oh, he's not in the moon. I, I don't know. That's just my guess. Am I right? Daniel. Daniel, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. The movies all this summer suck ass because the writer's strike was just about 18 months ago, right? Yeah, so you're right. Well, yeah. Um, and it, it has ruined a lot of stuff. But I'm sorry, you don't have any great old fucking uh, scripts sitting around? Mike, Mike, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say the Public Enemies, that looks like a good movie coming out. I'm going to actually summer. go yeah. to that, too. That's one of the action uh, films I'll see with Johnny Depp, uh, mainly because I like a Tommy gun. Ever since oh, yeah. I was a little kid, I like a fucking Tommy gun. I don't know <laughs> why we got away uh, from that look. You look at the World War II machine guns, don't like them. It looks stupid. <laughs> Tommy Gun looks great. And, and Michael Mann. I'll say this. I mm. also love a Gatling gun. Mm. Anytime I see a Gatling gun, I'm in a good fucking mood. How you fixed about an Uzi? You like that? I like an Uzi. <laughs> M16? Less, but it's okay. Okay. That was a very A-team weapon. I just remember the A-team always loved that M16. Yeah. And I don't think I saw it a lot what before What did that pick since. up in Vietnam? Vietnam uh, had the M16. It probably was because that's why the A-team used it. They were right. Vietnam Renegades. Uh, MJ, Long Island, you're in one Fest. Hey, how you guys doing? It, yeah, the last call stole my thunder, man. Public Enemies, that's going to be a great uh, great movie. John Dillinger, man, Christian Bell, Johnny Depp. And uh, you guys didn't like Terminator Salvation? I thought that was great, man. I didn't bother. I, I heard it was terrible, and I didn't bother. I didn't see it. I, I, heard, it, I heard somebody told me it sucked the asshole out of a dead rat. I said, enough said. <laughs> I am not That's going. Strong with that was Gene Shalit. He can't speak. Wait, Gene Shalit is that the dead one? No, Gene Siskel's the dead one. Who's Gene Shalit? The guy that looks like a walrus on the NBC uh, Today Show. Oh, Big mustache. Where is he right for USA Today? <laughs> uh, hey, Wolfie. Wolfie hey. in Chicago. You're on the Run of Fed show. Hey, boys. I gotta. Uh, I just want to add the, the taking of Pelham One Two Three is pretty well so far, but uh, that's just a remake, though. Yeah, I heard uh, not so good. And then Jeremy Coleman said that he watched the '70s version and said to me, "You could be every character in that. They're always yelling and making people do stuff." <laughs> and I go like this: "You're scared of me, aren't you, Jeremy? <laughs> I think the world of you, and you're scared of me." <laughs> Fez won't even go in his office anymore. Oh. You uh, were going to be the big uh, outgoing Fez. Mm-hmm. Did you make any friends in the building? I thought, I think I did. Yes, I do. I think I have some sales friends. I think I have some promotions friends. So I think I've done... I've, uh, How about any of our bosses, any ones that matter? Um, probably, no, no friends there. Driver, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, Tarantino's got a movie coming out. You can't beat it. Shoot. I saw the preview. I wasn't uh, blown away. It's a World War II picture, and they have a a squad of mean Jewish boys taking the scalps off Nazis. Love it. 
He's never gone wrong with me. I was just thinking about this the other day. Even people hate four rooms, but I loved his room. He's been perfect for me. I will never, I, I can't see him breaking the streak. You know why I know why that's true? You tell me at least once a week. You even bring up the four rooms thing. Every week. It's awesome. Every week. I just want to get that room on DVD. Why can't they, they make that happen? The room. Why do I have to get the Madonna room and all well, that other shit? Have fucking um, Hicks cut it for you. He will. Where's Fairplay? I thought he was fucking coming in. He's coming. He had, he had a phone call, but he's going to be coming in at 1230. Who's he calling? Some other reality he's a, star? He's a mover and a shaker. Yeah, I know he's he is. He's the Alec Baldwin of yeah, reality yeah, TV stars. He works it. <laughs> movie Club for Monday. Ron and Fez Movie Club. The movie is The Cooler, starring William H. Macy. This one surprised me. I never thought you'd pick The Cooler, Fez. I really thought we would be watching Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which is playing this week. You surprised me with The Cooler. It's actually a, a good little movie. Little. Well, it's not the kind that you'll remember and talk about a lot. And, of course, Alec Baldwin is in it. I definitely wanted to go with something that I hadn't seen before. Well, that could have been about anything. Yeah, that's true. But it <laughs> caught my eye. So that I know it's playing on IFC this weekend. So Ron and Fez Movie Club, the cooler for Monday Movie Club. Now, does everybody get IFC? I thought it was part of basic cable lineups. Yeah, it's basic cable, no commercials. No matter who, where you get, you get it. Yeah, yeah, IFC's a basic cable town now. But how does that work out since they curse? Well, you can curse on cable, it's just they just don't curse for the advertisers. Cable isn't regulated by the FCC. They just do that for advertisers so they can get advertisers on the show and get money. So are you telling me TBS could say fuck if they wanted to? Yeah, fuck and cunt and cock. Yeah, yeah. and they have. That's why South Park did that shit episode. Yeah, but I thought they did that at a certain time at night. 10 o'clock. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, it, but it still shows you that it can be done. And after 1 a.m. on Comedy Central, they'll play unedited movies with cursing, with fucking whatnot. And cock, you know. Yeah, pussy, I get it. You know what cunt. the cursing is? Clear. We know. Right. Come might come. I think you could say come anywhere. <laughs> jizz party. <laughs> well, jizz party, I don't think you can. All right, 866 Ron Zero Fest. Big, big uh, festival that we're part of this weekend, too. And darn it, we're proud of it. It is, uh, it, it's all happening out in Avon, Ohio at the big duct tape festival this weekend. It all starts today. Uh, get on out there, take the kids, see some duct tape, some rides, and some of that, uh, country fair food and just have a, uh, a great time. Here is Eric. Eric in New Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, I'm so wonderful. Two six oh seven on Friday. Great vibe day in summer New York City. How are you, buddy? Chilling, buddies. How you guys doing? Good. Cool. You guys were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen earlier. Yeah. And um, it seems like all his characters are done. You know, the Ali G, the Bruno, the Borat. You think he's working on anything? or? Well, you know, he invented that other character that he did in the Will Ferrell movie. The kind oh, of yeah, effeminate Frenchman or whatever. So I don't think it's impossible for him to invent characters. He's just, uh, I mean, when you think about it, who else has ever had a TV show and then spun off every character into a movie? <laughs> no one. I think it's a smart move, too. The Bruno character is so good. Why, you know, if you can make a movie about it, why not? Take advantage of it. That's great. I'm so glad there was a Borat, and I'm sure that Bruno's going to be awesome. 
And I, I've heard that the Ali G, I saw the Ali G in like, I saw the first 40 minutes of it and mm. I, I didn't care for it as much because it's not the, you know, it's not mixed with reality. Well, let's face it. It's not as funny. The Ali G character is not as funny. I disagree, Ron. I think Ali I G wasn't sure if he was a black Ali, guy. Or... Ali G does the worst Ali G ever. I think he's supposed to be an Arab uh, oh, so Wigger. He's an Arab? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Ali G character has a lot of inside Britain, British references. That I guess it's a lot funnier to the British than us. It's just, it's, yeah, he's supposed well, to be a rich kid Wigger. I, I think Ali G's really good when he's interviewing, you know, the people, but when he's just walking around doing stunts, like with regular people, I don't think he's as good as uh, Borat or Bruno. Uh, let's go over here to Kyle. Kyle, you're on Ronnie B. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, we got the uh, testicle festival kicking off uh, this weekend in Nebraska. What happened there, Dave? They didn't want us. No, they're not on our list. Why, Kyle? Why? It's just what we do in Nebraska. I was uh, originally from Ohio, and it just you know it makes the duct tape festival just not as cool. I can't believe that because the cool thing is the duct tape festival. Yeah, has hooked up with Ron Fess. Duct tape festival is the place. To be, look at how the Iran protest looks like a metal show. They're all raising the <laughs> fist of the metal child. Uh, it is uh, game show Friday. Game show Friday. Every Friday we play more game shows. We uh, played a little bit of uh, Raise the Fist of the Metal Child, our brand new uh, game show. We'll be playing that a little later on today too. Blake, you're on the Run of Fez show. Go ahead, Blake. Hey, guys, I saw the trailer for uh, 2012. It looked awesome, the monk in the tower, and it gets wiped out by a tidal wave. But then the director is the same director of Independence Day and uh, Day After Tomorrow, so it's probably going to bomb. Yeah, I thought the trailer looked like shit. I thought the trailer looked like early 90s. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Michael Bay, as far as he goes, cheap pops, explosions, come on, it's been done. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing uh, new that Michael Bay uh, seems to bring to the table. And uh, Fez saying it's, uh, you know, harder to do. I imagine it's not an easy thing to plan a bunch of explosions and you want them to go off right. But if it doesn't make any sense in terms of story, who cares? I mean, everything that blew up in Armageddon and how fucking loud that movie was, and you left there going, who cares? It's like he doesn't think getting a good, um, getting a good performance out of an actor is a hard job or a job at all with yeah. his movies, or connecting with the audience. All he wants people to do is like, ooh, like it's a fireworks show. He should just film a fireworks show and then put that up on the screen, and the people will watch it. You got to somehow be connected with the film. He's trying to get good performances out of Optimus Prime. Uh, this weekend, Ron Bennington interviews. Uh, this Sunday, it's going to be uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, that interview, and Little Anthony and Clarence Collins from Little Anthony and the Imperials. That's uh, this weekend, Sunday night, 9 p.m. in the East on The Virus, right here, XM202, Sirius 197. Well, well, well. Oh, Team Eastside Dave. Right. Good to see you again, brother. Always a pleasure. Story about uh, getting uh, about uh, giving hand jobs in Serbia. 
<laughs> so that's what you went to Serbia for? And, and jobs for the for the troops? I got propositioned on a bus. It wasn't. <laughs> it, was, it was really not that exciting. By a Serbian or one of our guys? No, a Serbian. He didn't speak any English. Yeah. <laughs> Now he just laid in front of her and, and goes, he goes, is your friend asleep? And she goes, yeah, he's asleep. And then he goes, give me a hand job. <laughs> and so she probably woke up her friend. Yeah. Like screamed. Serbia, it's party time. Right. What's up with you now, man? We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I got uh, um, doing the big celebrity boxing deal uh, this Saturday in Philly and uh, fighting uh, Lindsay Lohan's dad, Michael Lohan. Now, why are you doing something like this? I don't know, man. Like, and it's not at work. No, I, I wish. I mean, cause like I, I put out an open challenge for any celebrity under 160 pounds with no fight experience, you know, uh, and we'll do a fun little deal or whatever. So Michael Lohan's like, you know, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right. So, so I ask, I'm like, how big is this guy? They're like, oh, he's you know, five four, five five, you know, hundred and hundred and fifty pounds. So I'm like, all right, that you know. And uh, so then I, I do the press conference last week. His fist is three <laughs> times bigger than mine. He's five ten and a half, one seventy. He's been doing martial arts for seven years. So so this is gonna end quick. I don't. I, <laughs> I I'm just gonna give it all I got. I mean, I, I've been training for three weeks. You know, like uh, oh three weeks. I should do it for you. Yeah, I, I should be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, seven years. That's, you know, that's fair. So I don't know. I I I, I you know he, I got the age on him. So I say count the lights. You're out, get paid up front and count the lights. Right? Yeah. So Vanilla Ice said just just punch him in the nuts and call it a day. And that's the end of it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. He would punch him in the nuts. Spit on him. On him. And then run out. And then run. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his uh, advice. So you will, you're going to work these reality angles as long as you possibly can. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing a show for Showtime next week. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like they they keep. I've done. Uh, I'm up to 46 different shows that I've been on. Is that right? Yeah, 46. 46. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, are are you tired of me yet? <laughs> uh, and what's the one you're going to be doing for Showtime? Uh, Showtime. It's this new show. Uh, it's about this guy. Uh, uh, from from the uh, from the quick conversation I had, it, it's it's kind of like a curb your enthusiasm type deal. Like there's an outline, but there's no script. And uh, it's about this guy that's trying to make it in Hollywood as an actor. And uh, for one of the episodes, he's my personal assistant, and it and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, you know, like you know, it's it's like shit like that. You know, it's fun to get the call. Sure. <laughs> It's not like you really have to care because whatever. Yeah, right. You know I mean, I'm going to do what I can. So it's just like, hey, Johnny Fairplay, won't you be an asshole? I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't seem like no matter what it is, if it's good or bad, none of the shit sticks to you. No. You get, you get to keep walking along into the next. I'm fucking bulletproof. So. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you something. Ron Bennington Unmasked, I think, oh. is the smartest program in the history of radio. Yeah. You were amazing. Yeah, that's why I don't see it going on much longer. Right. It's really like they never know where to put it. So we're supposed to do another season. We're uh, putting together. Did you got that one name for me that I want, Fez? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking into it. Jervis from Survivor? Is that? <laughs> so no? The answer is no? I don't have it yet, no. How close are you? Um, I, th- I hear closer every day. Right, and we're talking about the big one. We're talking about the whale. Right, yeah. So we might have one of the biggest comedians in history to do it for the second season. That's what I'm shooting for. Because really, quite frankly, I want to just have the best possible people, and some of them before they die. Yeah, it was like like the Seth Rogen one. Like yeah. you know, like I think you got all of it right. that you could. But I, I thought the most amazing thing he's sitting there, like you know, uh, like Pineapple Express. 
the 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 little trailer for it gave away the entire right. movie. And and you know, and he just flat out said he's just like, look, you know, who actually spends money in the theater? You know, they're fucking idiots if they do. So mm-hmm. and, and I'm just like, wow, wait, wait to get some well, honesty out of Seth Rogen. Yeah, I mean, Seth Rogen. The, the the thing about him is like he's so young, he doesn't have the stories. Yeah, I really like the older guys who are like. Uh, I've fucking seen it all. And, well, Gallagher was amazing. I mean, Gallagher that guy was, was fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he, he wants to do proton research to cure cancer. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Gallagher actually, too, followed the audience to the fucking restaurant after and uh, wouldn't leave and just kept <laughs> fucking hanging out with everybody. I mean, he needed to be in front of people at all time. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting show. Fez is the executive producer now. And the bookings have hit the wall with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Working on it every day, fair play. Well, I, I have faith in you, Fez. I always do that. Why? I, I don't know. What's got you on TV side, Dave? Did you see uh, his uh, little gorilla comedy thing all over the news the other day with uh, no, I, the I, Letterman deal? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. He showed up. Uh, show some of the stuff that you've done on TV. We sent him over when they were protesting against Letterman. And we gave him a thing that said, fire Dave Letterman. But once he got in front of the things, he drops it and just says, I'm a right-wing lunatic. <laughs> and he just started screaming. The problem with Dave is he couldn't get past the term lunatic and just started barking like a dog in front of the press. Wow. Why can't you get Dave on some of this reality programming? I think it would be perfect for I, one of the shows. I think he'd be great. I mean, he is the MVP of special delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a Team Sam shirt. <laughs> Sam's awful, isn't he? Uh, I mean, well, he's really pulling that show down. You know what? I, I, uh, I, I've let him know. I, I got an open challenge for uh, I'm doing July 31st celebrity boxing at uh, the Harris uh Pool, uh-huh. uh, the, the the big club out there is called the Pool. It yeah. airs in Atlantic City, and uh, I've I've threw out the challenge. If, if Sam wants it, I'll take uh, I'll take prime time Sam Roberts July thirty first. And you're ready? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I should have the belt after I beat Michael Lohan, right? Uh, what is this Michael Lohan show on? Where where can we see this? Uh, if you go to TVbyDemand dot com, it's uh-huh. uh, like an internet pay per view type deal. But uh, if you're if you're in the Philly area, it's at the uh, Philadelphia Airport Ramada, the big ballroom, uh, about thousand people. And this is the one Canseco was involved. Yeah, Canseco, in. uh, Bonaducci, and, and Bob Levy. So mm-hmm. they, you know, it's it's ever evolving. <laughs> <laughs> Never stops. Now, what happened with you the, and wrestling? Are you doing anything with wrestling anymore? Uh, no, I, I talk to Dixie Carter, the owner of TNA, every now yeah. and then, and uh, and and she go and she informs me that uh, I'm I'm still not at the top of Jeff Jarrett's popularity list. So I, I think I'm second from the bottom, actually. Well, just Jarrett will go away with that, huh? I, I don't get it, and and you know, and he and he he does a pretty good Stone Cold impression on the show, but you know, I liked it when Stone Cold did it better. Uh, one of the, here's the one person that disappeared from wrestling that I always wonder what happened to him. That's Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> there, there's lots of room. Have you seen a picture of him recently? Yeah, with the beard. With the and gray all. beard, he yeah. looks like a, like uh, Charlie Daniels or but, something. I mean, he, he Santa Claus. He doesn't show up anywhere, right? No, no. He, he's. Uh, I think he has a deal with Disney. He does uh, voiceover stuff with Disney now. Wow. So, so and because he's 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 down to uh, last I heard like probably like one seventy five. What happened with him and Vince though? He there's all kinds of rumors about him and you know and and Stephanie. Back, back before she was old enough. That that's I don't know. I I, I will not. I, I have no because clue. he had to be Vince's number two guy. Yeah, right after Hogan, right? So, yeah, and and they just did the DVD box set deal, and, and like you know he 
he he's not you know no current interviews and you know you're just getting the old clips and that's it so had you heard this before fez i had not heard the stephanie rumor yeah that's supposedly the reason he'll never go into the the hall of fame but as i i i don't know it i i i heard it just like ron <laughs> but you know it's not like she wasn't with other wrestlers right I, I have no clue. I mean, like I, Triple H, uh, I heard they're married and have beautiful kids together, and and he's great too. <laughs> like I, I'm trying not to burn any bridges here, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love working. It's it, it's my favorite thing. So and and if I could do more worked type stuff instead of you know the the shoot stuff, that would be great. <laughs> now, is this um, before he was, before or after he was with Elizabeth? I guess after. I'm thinking during. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but he was I, so obsessed with Elizabeth. Yeah. Well, what, uh, yeah. A- after he broke up with Elizabeth, uh, he he was dating that gorgeous George chick. Oh yeah. And uh, I met her in Tampa, and she was telling me stories that he had hidden uh, cameras all over the house, and uh, he'd invite friends over. He's like, "Here's gorgeous George taking a shit." <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow!" <laughs> like, that, that's what you're using the camera for. <laughs> I, I, I would watch it. I mean, sure. I, you know, she's cute. Do you remember her face, gorgeous uh, George? Gorgeous George. She looked like kind of a smaller Pam Anderson. Yeah, yeah. And she she had a little uh, a, a little cameo in the Spider Man movie. She was like, she's one of the chicks uh, making fun of Peter Parker before he has the wrestling match with Bonesaw. I know that. Yeah. So. He, he worked that out for Randy making things happen for his friend. <laughs> yeah. So and hopefully he has video of me pooping somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's up with you, ladies? What's next? Not much. Michelle, Michelle's <laughs> up for a really cool part. Like, oh. Michelle's about to be the breadwinner of the family. Right. So she's up. Uh, go ahead. Tell him about what. Which one? <laughs> Ghost Hunters? Oh, yeah. I sent in a, a casting tape for Ghost Hunters. They're doing Ghost Hunters, the new generation. Uh-huh. So my fingers are crossed that I'll be part of that. So I think it's a lock. Yeah, well, well they, 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 she sent a tape, and like uh, she sent a picture of her, and like, uh, we just did a tour of New Zealand doing like autograph signings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, like she got this wooden sword from Kevin Sorbo, so it's like her with this wooden sword and stuff. Kevin and, Sorbo, my hero. And, <sighs> and so she, she, she sent a picture, and then she did a video, and she's like, you know, like, and she, you know, she's like, she goes, I know all the equipment, blah, blah, blah. So they called her up, they're like, you know, is this for real? They're like, are you know, like, you're you're on America's Next Top Model. She's like, yeah. And they're like, and you're a geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you're. Are you just a fan of the show? And I'm like, no. Like, I want to make this part of my life. Like, ah, I love it so much that it's just amazing. I love it. So, but I, I I think it's a perfect gig for. I mean, when when you watch the hot chick that I would, the hot hot chick that walks into the darkness with the camera. Yeah, you can't you can't help but love it. (laughs) I'd watch. Yeah, Eliza'd watch. Yeah, definitely. Eliza, what what's next for you? Um, I just passed the bar exam, so now I'm a lawyer. Oh wow! Um, yeah, congrats. Thanks. Now, th- is that do you, so, is that here in New York? Or here you in have New to, York. Here in New York. Yep. So, what kind of law are you going to practice? Um, criminal defense. Criminal defense. Yeah, I'm hoping legal aid will have the money to hire me, and so I can be a public defender. That would be really great to have your public defender, somebody from uh, Survivor. Right. I know. And get recognized in the courtroom. This guy's like looking at me strange from the bench one night when I was interning and, and he's looking at me, he's looking at me and he gets released that night and he comes over and he's like, Oh my god, I know who you are. I'm so excited you're here. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm trying to be a lawyer here. Like Sorry I'm going to jail. <laughs> Were you counsel for fair play versus Bonaducci? Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> that worked out pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that worked out for everybody, huh? I think so. Yeah. So, well, I, well, I'm not doing his radio show today, so I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we're BFF or anything. 
but you guys have higher ratings, so you know who fucking cares. Well, <laughs> what is he doing now? Is he in Philly? He's, in, he's in Philly. Yeah. So and and he moved out there. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess the the, the little FM talk, you know, that like that FM talk in LA was just huge forever, and uh -huh. then just like overnight, just you know, all based on a couple of bad lawsuits. Uh, is that is yeah, it, is basically, that where that kind of stems yeah. from? You can't um, advertisers get afraid of the FM talk thing because yeah. every time they turn around, the somebody was complaining the fucking sponsors over it. But we saw his wife in here the other day. Um, or I guess it's ex-wife. Ex-wife, yeah. uh, Gretchen. Yeah. yeah, and now she has his color hair. Yeah. I don't know what, what that's yeah. all about. Like, I, I I'm done it. with him, but I'll keep the hair color. Right. Well, it's take his money, too. But. <laughs> <laughs> Did she get all or most? Uh, he, he was throwing out uh, seven-figure numbers about yeah. it. So, I mean, you know, he, so he's... He's in Philly now. L.A. is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> last, last time I checked, <laughs> rent won't cheap. <laughs> I, I do think it's best, though, to get away. I say when you leave the wife, you say goodbye to the kids till it's all gone. <laughs> Everything. I'm, I'm divorcing all of you. Dave is married two years Sunday, and he got married at the Hard Rock here. Yeah. And I, I, in, I listen live. In two years now, two kids. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. When's I'm the vasectomy? Family of four. I oh. mean, I, I, I heard some of Fez's remarks. And <laughs> oh, when Fez got angry that time? Yeah. yeah, it was very upsetting for me. Yeah. And the family. And uh, the I don't know. I don't want my balls snipped. Really? You can have it unsnipped. I don't feel like I'll be able to jizz properly if that happens. I think if it's unsnipped, it's just snipped a second time. It just once they're poking around, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't seem like a clean and, and normal procedure for a man to have. Well, you're not having it done by, you know, some horse doctor. You're going to a real doctor. Yeah. It's going to be clean. I know. I'm a little bit scared, though. Yeah, I mean, you could get a sponsor for this, couldn't you? You definitely could. <laughs> oh, sure. So, I guess it's like a pair of scissors could sponsor it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. That that's one route. Nizzers. <laughs> Knives and scissors yeah. for nizzers. Yeah, great product, by yeah. the way. Look into it. it. Um, I haven't sold any nizzers yet, but I plan on it. So, I, I, I've heard... Anthony dropped a Nizzer's word before, but I think that's something completely different. Yeah, well, that's his own <laughs> yeah, that's, personal that's stuff. his own product. Now, you, you weren't getting along with O&A for a while, now you are, right? I, was, you, I, always, I, I thought that you guys had a falling out or something, and then it all worked out. I don't think. Not that oh, I'm okay. aware of. Did, did I? Um, <laughs> I, mean, that, that, that's a I might have been wrong about that. I thought that you thought that you got disrespected. Uh, at that live uh, event that they did in DC, I had I had fun with that. Okay, so yeah. I don't know where I heard that. that no, that like was we, a couple years ago. We had a blast. We yeah. made out with Stalker Patty, and then uh, which got uh, <laughs> Jim Norton uh, when he opened up. He had the best line. I'm actually going to steal the line because uh, <laughs> uh, like my third fight I was just to fight Willie Ames, and uh, Jim Norton's opening line was uh, I guess uh, I met Johnny Fairplay backstage. Uh, uh, he looks like Willie Ames with AIDS. And I, and, I, and I thought that was funny. So I, but my line is, you know, when I fight Willie Ames, it's just like, you know, who's this Willie Ames guy? He looks like Johnny Fairplay with AIDS. So. What, what, what a shock that uh, <laughs> Norton's... Work. <laughs> uh, what a shock that Norton's punchline would be AIDS. Yeah. It doesn't normally happen. Yeah. So that's him Weird. being a little more daring now. All right, we're going to take a break here. We come back. Fez has a new uh, wrestling trivia game if you want to stick around for it. I'd love to. All right. Are you going to win this one, Fez? Actually, uh, it's for the callers on Game Show Friday. Okay. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Run of Fest Show. Next question, Jeff. Where are you? Right there. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all 
for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it! With the Rod of Fez show on a Friday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. In studio with us, reality stars Johnny Fairplay. He's going to be taking on Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's dad. They're going to fight in a celebrity boxing match tomorrow night at the airport Ramada Inn in Philadelphia at 8 p.m. You can check that out on TVByDemand.com. Also, Michelle, Mrs. Fairplay's here from Next Top Model. And Eliza, also from Survivor, here in studio with us. Uh, and, and great seats are still available for the uh, the event. I think uh, tickets are fifty five dollars. So fifty five dollars, fourteen fights. And will the big news too is will Lindsay be in her dad's uh, corner? You never know. Yeah, I, I said during the press conference. Uh, you know, if I beat Lindsay, I hear she's in the in the guys this week. You know, do I, do oh. I get, so and if not, I got Michelle. So you know, either way, like, either we, way, we, we can take care of Lindsay. Now, how did how did the dad feel about that? Uh, he, he didn't find the humor in it. Yeah. So, no, no. Weird. And then, then I asked, Strange. I, 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 was, I was like, you know, you're a celebrity, you know, I'm a celebrity because I'm, you know, the bad boy of reality TV. You know, I'm like, what are you famous for? Having unprotected sex? So I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, hey, now there's anything wrong with it. You know, I have unprotected sex and sometimes with my wife. <laughs> so. Not uh, funny. He, he wasn't <laughs> not, taking it away. Not funny, says Michelle. <laughs> Wasn't well, that your thing? Unprotected sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my gimmick. <laughs> Everybody should have a gimmick. All right, Fez, you got a game show for him to play. Um, let me uh, take a look. Here's the intro. <laughs> Who wants to be a million dollar man? I look at this because explain the game show to This is Who Wants to Be a Million Dollar Man? It's wrestling trivia done in the form of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So at the end of it, what do they win? Yeah, if you go, I'll, we'll do two questions. If you can advance to the grand prize question, you win the WWE prize pack, which includes the WWE DVD board game. Plenty of great stuff, including huge collector edition DVD sets in these WWE prize packs. The best classic and current wrestling from the world's largest wrestling library. To subscribe, call 1-888-WWE-CLASSICS. Uh, I'm going to ask Johnny this. Was May and Mula a couple? Uh, I don't think so. I, no? I, did, did you ever watch that documentary that... Uh, the women of whatever, the old days? Yeah, it, uh, like piss and vinegar or something. Mm -hmm. I think it was lipstick and dynamite. Lipstick and dynamite, yeah. So right. that, it, it seemed like there there was a little... But I, I've, I've never heard you know any either one of them go public about it. All right, here's a question for you. Who took a dump in Sonny's lunch on the, uh, on the tour? Uh, Spring of '96. My guess is probably X Pac. Oh, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Scott okay, Hall. I, 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 I knew as a click member. So. Um, here is uh, Adam. Adam, you want to play this? I'm ready to play. Yeah. All right, Adam, here's your first Who Wants to Be a Million Dollar Man trivia question. If you get this right, you can go for the grand prize, the WWE prize pack. And on one of these two questions, you can use your lifeline, Johnny Fairplay, asking him for help. 
perfect. Here's your here's your question. Who did Hulk Hogan body slam at WrestleMania three? Was it A. Andre the Giant, B. Big John Stud, C. Hillbilly Jim, D. Brooke Hogan? Uh, A. Andre the Giant. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. Yes. That was an easy one. Yeah, Real easy. Yeah. <laughs> Now you can risk it all by going for the grand prize. Do you want to proceed? Hell yeah. All right. Here is your second question, and you still have your Johnny Fairplay lifeline, Les. <laughs> okay. What I didn't know that. So he's a lifeline? Yeah, he's a lifeline. You can okay. call to him for help on one of either question. What was the name of the manager that the Million Dollar Man bribed away from Dusty Rhodes? Was it A, Pearl, B, Ruby, C. Sapphire. D. Gold Dust. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask Fair Play. All right. So uh, I I know, but can I just fuck with this guy? Yeah, sure. Do whatever you want. So he doesn't win. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gold Dust. Okay, I'm not gonna take his answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you going with? I'm gonna go with B. B, Ruby. Oh. Sorry. That would be Sweet Sapphire. <laughs> sweet Sapphire. Sorry, you do not win. Sorry. Nothing for you. You're See, those, sorry. Those, I already got those questions right. I should have played that one. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you. What was the connection between Steve Lombardi and Pat Patterson? Uh, oh, the, uh, uh, the Steve Lombardi. It, it was so great because Gorilla Monsoon used to throw in the the, the innuendo on the on the Saturday morning shows, uh -huh. and, and, and like uh, you go, uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, a uh, master of the go, uh, master of the go behind, and graduate of the Terry Garvin School of Self Defense. <laughs> but but I never understood because I'm, I'm just like Steve Lombardi's not a technical wrestler. How is he the master of the go behind? <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you, Gorilla Monsoon, just throwing in the innuendo. Now was he having fun with that or? Was was he busting balls? Was it? I, I I think it was kind of you know everyone kind of you know laugh, everybody kind of knew and, yeah. and got it, was okay with it. Yeah, but master the go behind just, just every Saturday morning, all the kids oblivious. <laughs> um, let's go over to uh, Brian. Brian, you ready to play this? Yes, sir. All right, Brian, you ready to play? Who wants to be a million dollar man? Brian, here's your first question. WWE Achievement Awards are known by what name? A. The Headlock Awards. B. The Turnbuckles. C. The Slammies. D. The Golden Ropes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Slammies. C. The Slammies. Final answer? Uh, yeah. That is correct. All right, these are the, these are the easiest game in fucking history. Fez, yeah. <laughs> you should have played this one. You could have won this one. <laughs> Do you want to go on and risk everything for the grand prize, the WWE prize pack? What is he risking? Well, what do I get if I don't go on? <laughs> well, you're getting you're getting something out of the prize closet right now. That's what you're risking. So he's risking something he doesn't even know what it is. Exactly. Doesn't seem like much of a risk. Uh, why don't you send me to the prize closet? Oh, he doesn't want to go for it. Why? All right, I'll go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> no. Fuck it. No, fuck. Go ahead. We're gonna shit in a box and send it to you. I'll sh can I shit in the box? <laughs> sure. Okay, you're getting you're getting Johnny Fairplay's shit in a box. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and give him the other question first. <laughs> Who did the Million Dollar Man face in the finals of the WrestleMania Four tournament to decide a new WWF champion? 
Was it A, Macho Man Randy Savage? B, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? C, Brutus Beefcake? D, Bastion Booger? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brutus the Barber. Is that your final answer? Actually, let me use that lifeline real quick. <laughs> you can use your Johnny Fairplay lifeline. Uh, all right, should I help this guy out? Yeah. I, should I give him the real answer? Yeah. All right. Uh, real answer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hey, I'm gonna go with Hacksaw. Final answer. Sorry. This is great. What? Did you listen to him? <laughs> All right. So my kind of gimmick is I did oh. the grandma lie. I don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the whole stick. He's an awful person. <laughs> the answer was Macho Man Randy Savage. Yep. Well, is the pain over, Fuzz, or are we going to keep playing? Uh, we have not given out a prize pack yet. Let's try one more. So if no one gets the prize pack, do do, do me and Michelle get it? Sure you do. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me, let's me let fuck with somebody else. <laughs> uh, let's go over here to uh, Crystal, PA. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, honey. All right, Crystal, here's your first question. You have a Johnny Fairplay lifeline if you want it. Who is? Okay. Let me guess. The answer to the first question is ring. <laughs> <laughs> Who is credited as being the first intercontinental champion? A. Tito Santana. B. Don Morocco. C. Pat Patterson. D. Lord Alfred Hayes. B. B. Don Morocco. Final answer. Yes. Patterson in the in the, in the uh, make believe tournament in beautiful Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Never happened. Huh? Never happened. Nope. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thanks for the uh, WWE prize pack. There you go. No winners on who wants to be a million dollar man. Aww. No winners listening. I think we're all slightly poorer for this one. <laughs> wow. Well, this makes me uh, miss. The other game show, Raise the Fist of the Metal Child. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my. That was but that was kind of painful. Yeah. The game was fun. The people sucked. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> another <laughs> heel turn. That's, that's exactly what I planned on saying to God after life was over. Aww. The game was fun. The people sucked. <laughs> Two years uh, you've been uh, married now, Dave. On that's the show. right. We thought we'd play just uh, one small clip of uh, that Hicks says that he's pulled out. Of uh, you two years ago. Okay. Casey, my love, when I think oh, of you, God, I no. think of our first date where we ate popcorn and discovered oh. we both loved the match game. You showed me your Brett Summers sunglasses, and oh. I had never seen someone more beautiful in those awful shades. Oh. <laughs> we then went out to a diner, and you gave me some of your fries, and I knew uh, we were developing a connection. Fred <laughs> Michaels. One morning, I decided I had to see you, so I hopped on a plane in North Carolina, and it was the greatest weekend of my life. Uh, We played (laughs) wiffle ball, and you hit five home runs off me. (laughs) At which point I knew, despite you being a Mets fan and me being a Yankees fan, Mm. with your swing in my arm, we were meant for each other. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. It's romantic. I liked it. 
Yeah, Michelle's about to cry. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's kind of sweet. It's like yeah. if children could get married. <laughs> this is the kind of things they would say to each other. Well, actually, John and I, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. One year. One year, one year on oh. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Anniversaries everywhere. Well, yeah. Their, have, their wedding vows were beautiful, too. I can attest. Mm-hmm. You have one kid, and you've been married one year. Yep. Two years, two kids. <laughs> uh, I'm twice as good. As you guys are. Well, I, I wouldn't use the word good. <laughs> Maybe careless. <laughs> you say Never tomatoes. Twice. This time next year, it'll be like three kids, huh, Dave? Yeah, right. Wow. Three kids in two and a half years, <laughs> Ron. Johnny Fairplay, 47 shows. <laughs> not, not a great 2009. <laughs> Just... Um, but Dave, you're happy with it overall. You're glad oh, you feel like you did the right thing. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with what uh, I've done. How's the alcoholism <laughs> coming? Oh no, I've, I've, that's actually cut down after the two kids. Okay, just you just don't have time to be drunk anymore. I, it's I just can't find the time for a bender. It's difficult, you Kid, know. Kids are expensive. Yeah. Oh, that's not it? it. They're just their <laughs> eyes are like little evil. They see right through your conscience, and I can't always be drunk around Daddy's them. Daddy's drunk. Yeah, yeah that's it's an awful difficult. thing. So you just stay high. It makes it easier. I don't really smoke Daddy, the what's pot. that ring around your nose? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a poem from my wife. A poem? A poem. I thought I'd write one for her for our anniversary. It, uh, is this the two-year anniversary? Yeah. Did you change the words of the, the roller skating girl poem? No, no, okay. no, no. This is a legit <laughs> poem, Johnny <Okay>. Fairplay. <laughs> to my wife, Casey... Our anniversary is here. You're number two. I'm so married. Oh, excuse me. Let me start from the beginning. <laughs> I take it from the top. Because uh, you haven't uh, done a, a poem in a long time. No, I feel like I'm right back at the Hard Rock Cafe. Saying my vows while people eat onion rings. <laughs> anyway. And had sliders. Well, happy anniversary is what it's called. To my wife, Casey. Our, our 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 anniversary is here, year number two. So I'm happy I'm married to you, even though you're a Jew. Our wedding has given us two beautiful kitties that go along nicely with your big beautiful titties. <laughs> you're nearly perfect. You've answered many of my wishes. Handies, pizza, you usually do the dishes. I love you very much. This I proudly say in front of the radio wonderful world. And that includes Johnny Fairplay. Oh, wow. Aww. That was beautiful. John, why didn't you write me poems like that? I, He's not a wordsmith the way no, I am. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a cocksmith, not no. a wordsmith. I didn't know anything could be worse than wiffle ball and popcorn. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... I, I remember the roller skating, like uh, the, the underage girl you had the crush on. Uh, that that your first poem? Oh yeah, that was a poem that was uh, published in my uh, poetry magazine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you have that with you today as well? Uh, it Pro- might be in my bag, <laughs> probably. <laughs> that was great stuff. Yeah, it got was, me was, in trouble. You know, a little bother. What was she? Twelve. Got me in trouble with the high school, with the surrounding <laughs> neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but just not with Johnny, Michelle, and Eliza. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's good. I'll represent you. It's okay. Yeah, there you oh, go. There you go. I do need a lawyer on retainer. Yeah, so, f- find her on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so one year with you guys, and remember uh, to people that uh, maybe missed the last couple times you've been on, you guys are a little bit more uh, liberal with your vowels than a lot of people. 
Yeah. Well, well, uh, not not super liberal. We have three ways. Three so. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would be way liberal then? Uh, for him to run off and have sex with someone else, that's a no-no. So he yeah. can have sex alone. No, but he's I have more to than, be there. He's yeah. more than... Um, and that works for me. Yeah, I sure. Mean, I mean, it, it's, it's more it, holes. <laughs> it is more holes. <laughs> it is more holes. <laughs> yeah. So and she's like mean to girls. Like it's it's. I, Shh, don't tell them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool watching that. How is she mean? She she'll she's like a spanker. She'll like choke them and <laughs> shut you, up. Stop. <laughs> She's pretty hardcore. Now, do they do they know this coming in, or uh, uh, they they usually leave disheveled. Right, <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. Now, have you guys only done like one night stands, or have you ever been in a relationship with another person? No, we, I mean we've we've had like a, a couple girls like several times, but yeah. mostly just just one and done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm. I'm done. Get your shit and leave. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they come there, they're, they're like, <laughs> like I have to get up early in the morning. It's like no, you wait, possibly, well, you but just leave now, but not our, here. You don't have to. <laughs> our alarm's not working. Weird. <laughs> yeah, darn that alarm clock. Uh, yeah, so. so it's take to walk your shame. Yeah, absolutely. Much. So, mm. I, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, like, Eliza, are you cool with shit like that? Not as much as you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think he's. I think he was offering you to come in. Oh, I've been propositioned by the two of them before. Yeah. <laughs> not taking. Not the first time. I, I keep offering her roofie coladas, and she just won't take it. I just don't get it. I'll sit here and do a roofie colada no matter what happens after, <laughs> just to put this show out of my mind. <laughs> uh, Dave, what about you and your wife? Are you into the same kind of stuff? Um. Uh, she is not. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that ends it right there, I guess. But you would be. Sure, if so. <laughs> the hot chick wants to come around. But yeah, I'm not going to say no. But I love my wife, too. You know, if she doesn't want that kind of thing, you know, what can you do? Have you, have you pitched it to her? No, I haven't pitched it to her. It's not going to happen. It never hurts to mm, ask. Nah, it's not going to Well, I can't, sometimes it does. I don't think she's uh, into the chicks. Yeah. That much. I really don't see her like that. I think she's into the big black cocks. Whoa, hey. I mean, white cocks. Oh. Uh, where's Earl? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. How we miss Earl. Oh. Uh. Earl had a breakdown. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Fairplay's in studio. He is boxing Michael Lohan tomorrow night. <laughs> what was that? Was that uh, <laughs> to stop the Earl talk from taking place? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Don't anyone talk about any such thing. There, there was never an Earl. <laughs> We're allowed to talk Ooh. about Earl. Yeah, I was just uh, mentioning the Michael Lohan <laughs> yeah, fight. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's dad, that's going to be at the airport Ramada in Philadelphia tomorrow night, 8 p.m. on TVByDemand.com. Johnny's also in here with his wife, Michelle, from Next Top Model, and his pal, Eliza, also from Survivor fame. And you're done with the reality stuff, Eliza. Hey, if they called me tomorrow and wanted me to be on Survivor again... I'd say yes. <laughs> Any other reality shows that you do? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Amazing Race, but nothing. Would you do Rock of Love? Absolutely not. <laughs> Flavor of Love? <laughs> maybe. Okay. I would. <laughs> I do them both. <laughs> Why can't VH1 call me? You, you, come on. I, I, Put in an in for me, for Christ's sake. I would like to see you on, on uh, like... Uh, I'll if, do if, it. If they did a second season of Daisy of Love... Fine. 
Oh, I can't. I'm married. <laughs> well, you can't. Well, you can't do Rock of Love. Like it, I want to do the celebrity wrestling uh, uh, show that was on the Country Channel. Yeah, I don't think they're doing a second season. So I, I was, I was, I was actually thinking about doing a, a cycle of HGH for that. <laughs> like I was, I was going to take that one seriously. So. I just want to do one of them, one of the shows. Well, see, I, 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 I'd like you to do Daisy of Love if there's a second season, right? Uh, just so so you can do like I Love Money. See, I think you'd be great on I Love Money. Yeah. Well, why can't I just do I Love Money? Why because you got to do one of those shows first. That's I think you should go back and get your GED. <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything else that happening you for you. Right. With I that. think you should learn a trade. Well, maybe I should study a little <laughs> bit more, Mr. B. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, he's got he's got the scissor thing as a fallback plan. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> scissors. Any new inventions that you have, Dave? Um, Anything that's uh, rattling around in that head of yours? Yeah, there's something new that I, I thought about the other day. There's um we we have these nice little bird houses, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, where we put bird seed out and, and birds come around and everything like yes, that. Yes, birdhouse. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's my idea. Right. Okay. We come up with a thing called the monkey house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Monkey <laughs> house. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I've I, heard that I song. Do love the monkey house. And you can put bananas on there and maybe it lures wild monkeys into your house. Why do why do we just trying to well, lure birds could, onto a property? You can do that in Africa. But I don't right. think in New York City you're going to bring a lot of monkeys Well, I mean, my, that, my point isn't specifically a monkey. We could do squirrel house, okay? We could do wild dog house. The point is, <laughs> let's create houses for other animals. Straight Why cat? shouldn't they get shelter? Thank you, house. Eliza. Oh, in New York, a rat house? Rat house? Rat house. Thank rat you. House. So that's just to get another new of my invention. Cockroach house? <laughs> Why is he still in radio? I don't know. This young Einstein, I don't know what he's doing here. Yeah, I don't even know. Instead of birds sitting everywhere, you can have monkeys. He's flinging the monkey shit everywhere. <laughs> At least it's contained. Uh, here <laughs> is Brian. Key. Brian, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, boys. Fair play. Even though I think you're a fucking funny guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't expect that. I totally thought you were going a different direction with that. I, was going I think from the beginning there, Oklahoma. Funny. Uh, what do you think of this friggin' I'm a celebrity, get me the fuck out of here, especially after doing Survivor. I, I got a call about that, and uh, I, I'm a heel. Like, mm -hmm. like it, it's based on fan votes, and I'm just like, why Why would anyone that plays a bad guy in any of these things do that show? You know, because, like, Spencer and Heidi went and then quit and then came back. They're quit. doing your act, though. Oh, it, it, he's, he's Spencer's just a straight-up Johnny Fairplay ripoff artist. I mean, right. uh, honestly, and that's it. Now, the beauty of Except it is... Except for the Jesus thing. Yeah, the yeah. Jesus thing came out of nowhere. Come on, I thought it was ridiculous. a work. But then he did the... Like, I don't... I honestly don't think he understands reality TV. So when he does the confessionals, that's when you, you know, you spill the beans. Yeah. I don't think he understands that. He kept on hey, going... I, yeah. Hey, Johnny, I would like to see... Because my favorite show is Amazing Race. I'd like to see you in that gorgeous hunk of womanhood of yours uh, actually do that show. I got a call after my first Survivor to do it with my grandmother, and I'm just, and I'm, and I'm just like, she's fucking seventy years old. I want to win. I'm like, you know, put me on with Burton or the, you know. um, got her running through Peru. The guy from Chuck and Buck was on this previous season and wasn't even Celebrity Apprentice. What guy from Chuck and Buck? Oh, uh, Mike White. Mike White. Was Mike on White there? was on right. with his dad. And it wasn't on last a, of it was not 
a celebrity apprentice. I think he's amazing. From, it's amazing from, race. Amazing, amazing race. race. Excuse yeah. me, but he was, he wasn't a celebrity version of the show, and I'm like, well, he's, what a, the he's fuck? a real fan of the show. He's, wow. the, he's the writer, the guy that wrote uh, School Rock, of Rock. School of he's Rock. amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, well, he, he just did a he had a big uh, Amazing Race party in Los Angeles, and he uh, and he flew in all these uh, Amazing Racers from from all these seasons. Yeah, I, and, I think the first clue was a plane flying uh, across the sky, and another clue was hidden in the newspaper in between some comic strips. Like, yeah, he in, went in, the, in the L.A. Times, there was a clue. And, like, he flew out all these people. It was a one-day amazing race, like, all over Los Angeles. And he had celebrities but, 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 give out the but, clues. But, but, but the coolest thing Jack was, Black. like, one, one yeah, of the clues Jack was, it, it goes, uh, go to this bar and uh, get uh, get Jack and Coke. So anyway, so they go to the bar and they order Jack and Coke, and they're just like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, what the fuck? So they go upstairs, and, and Jack Black is uh, sitting upstairs, and you have to ask Jack Black for Coke, and he gives you a bag of fake Coke with the clue in it. <laughs> I'm just like, how fucking crazy? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I wish I had done Amazing Race. Like, this sounds like a great party. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd probably end up killing you on Amazing Race. It'd be great TV. Yeah, you, you'd just be drunk, and I'd be carrying you and the backpacks and. You know, I'm a good navigator. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, the Stephen Baldwin persona with the religious stuff. Do you Ugh. think that that's uh, a work or no? It's a shoot. It's Actually, true. Michael Lohan's like his best friend, and mm -hmm. he's hardcore into the Jesus stuff. Oh, is that right? But like the, the only thing, like I, I'm calling, I'm calling it total bullshit work on I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. When Spencer and Heidi came back, and uh, and the producers were like, "Look, you know, we're gonna put it to a vote to everybody. You know, if you guys vote them back in, we'll let them come back." All right, now on a show in which you win by voting people out, you would never let anyone come back. But if you watch when they said that, like, I'm my guess is, and you know, I don't know for sure. My guess is they pulled Stephen Baldwin aside. They're like, "Look, we'll give you ten grand. Talk to these other idiots and they'll let them come back." You know, you can do it. Because when they came out, it was like, you know, who and Steve was like, I say let them come back. Come on. I, it'll be great. You know, and they're like, no, they're assholes. What are you talking about? So, and, and Annie eventually talked them back into it. I think the whole show's a work. I, like, they keep bringing, every time they eliminate somebody, they bring in two more people. And it's, I'm, like, I'm like, this show's only supposed to be four weeks long. Like, we're never getting a winner. What are the uh, what are the ratings like on this show, Fez? Do you know? I think it has dropped off. I think it, like, started strong. It started at four, then went to three, six, then and went to 3-2, then 3 -oh. Well, it's like four days a week or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's on a lot. Monday through Thursday. It's horrific. And, and it's just so ugly. Like, production-wise, I think it's the ugliest reality show I've ever seen. So they, like, their outfits wash them out. I, I, I think it's horrible. So... Some of the camera angles drive me crazy because it's like, I know you could have done something that looked a million times better than that. Well, these people get, you know, some sort of hygiene product. Oh, oh Dana he's smoking cigarettes. And they look <laughs> and they look ten times worse than anyone on Survivor ever looked, you know, yeah. at, at day 40. And we yeah. have nothing. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, like, they, they no sat no there. eyeliner. Like, Janice Dickinson sitting there, like, putting on her eyeliner. Yeah. And, and there, there's a, nothing's worked about Survivor, nothing. right? They just it's leave a total you out there it, It's the only reality show that's Governed by the FCC, they have to send in all the master tapes to the FCC, like every bit of uh, every bit of footage that. It's, Why is that? Uh, because it's for a million dollars and to mm. protect the it's integrity regulated. of the game. Yeah, they say they have to plan everything ahead of time. They can't be switching things around. No, uh, the 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 only re I mean, cause like I like I, I did that show inked, and uh, I was supposed to get a tattoo, and they had some guy like 
uh, try to fight me there and all that. And, and I'm and I'm like, you know, what the fuck is going on? And then security removes me, and and I go outside. The producer's like, that was great. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, we we set all that up. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, I do real real. Like, like, I'm like, do I get my tattoo? And they're like, yeah, there's a place down the street. We'll totally. Pay. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't even get it here. And I'm like, no, I'm out of here. I'm like, don't lose this number. That's but, the weird thing is wherever you go, you don't know what you're walking into. No. Um, like the fucking bull ride, and they're like, here, it's real bulls. I'm like, for reals? <laughs> so, yeah, no, nothing nothing really works out for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you know, I, I got the hot bisexual chick and, and, and the perfect baby, but other than that... Well, the other uh, YouTube thing that was, like, viral about you was you and Zach Galifianakis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, going at, and now his career is blown his up. His stocks are... Actually, I, I, did a, I did a show called David's Situation. Uh, David Cross got a sitcom uh, pilot for mm -hmm. HBO. And uh, and Bob Odenkirk uh, brought me out, and uh, me and Zach do a scene together for the sitcom. And then HBO was just like, uh, they, they, they called in David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. They're just like, you know, we saw the pilot, we love it, you know, you've got a show. And they're like, wait a second, I hate sitcoms. <laughs> they're like, we don't so, so nothing ever came of it. But I, I was supposed to have a recurring role there with, with uh, Zach. So I, I was Zach's, uh, Zach played like a washed up Kid Rock type guy, and I was his running buddy. <laughs> and, and what what was the thing that was going around? Was that just you at his show? I, I went, it was like right after my first Survivor, and it's him doing a stand-up. Like what had happened was Sarah Silverman, there's this place called the M Bar in L.A., and mm -hmm. they used to have $2 Pabst, and I think it was free to get in, and, and all it was was people from Mr. Show. It was just like every Tuesday, it was like David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, Sarah, Sarah Silverman, uh, Brian Posehn. It was like just the hidden gem of L.A. So uh, I went one night, and Sarah Silverman's uh, she's performing, and and I don't heckle, like I, I hate hecklers, and 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 so I'm sitting there, and and Sarah, uh, she gets up and she grabs her guitar and she goes, "I'd like to dedicate this song to my grandmother. She just died." And I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm like, hey, stop stealing my stick, you know." And she's like, "Fuck you, fair play." Mm -hmm. So then I go outside, and, and you know, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I, I wasn't." And she goes, "No, that was perfect. I loved it. You know, thank you." And I'm like, "Okay." So, so I'm outside talking to her, and, and, and one of my friends runs outside, and he's just like, he goes, dude, that Zach Galifianakis guy is just shitting on you like crazy in there. And I'm <laughs> like, are you, like, why? He goes, I don't know. He just, I guess he doesn't like survive. So I come in, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, what's up, bitch? And he was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> was, was that your catchphrase on Survivor? <laughs> so, so I died. And, and, you know, I, I saw him, you know, four years later, and, he, and, and the first thing he said, he goes, have you ever seen that YouTube video? And I'm just like, have you? And he's like, it's awesome. So, that's hysterical. But his stock is just through the yeah. roof. I mean, like, The Hangover was amazing. He's got he that, stole the show on Hangover. He's it got that, that new, uh, like, Pixar 3D deal or whatever with the mice. Right. He's he's uh, he's number three on the credits for that. So. I think Bruckheimer is producing that, so that should make uh, a ton of money. So Yeah, no, he's, he's all. Did you see The Hangover? Yeah. I, I sent him a t I, I didn't hear it back. I sent him a text and I asked if that was really his dick at the end. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that since it was hard, it wasn't. I don't think you can show a fucking hard cock on in a movie without getting an X rating. Yeah, well, he was smiling like I, mean, I know. Like, like the look no, on I got it. But here's the thing: a hard on in a movie. I don't know what it is about the way women feel about men, but they use just frontal nudity on men now to get a laugh. Yeah. And the history of fucking film, a frontal nudity on a woman just gets dead quiet. Yeah. But any man who walks out of a room as Dick is showing, people are falling down on the ground now. And this is maybe one of the, you know, I, I guess people know that it's coming now, but it's right at the, the end of the film. 
But I, I was surprised to think it. No, I don't think that could be his. I, I, I listen. I texted him. I, I didn't hear anything back. So I, well, the, the best part was he did that movie and showed his dick and whatever, all that stuff. And now he's doing a kids movie with yeah, yeah right, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gerbils. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the hell that movie's about. Yeah, it's like oh, gerbils, but they're g forces. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like they, they're they, like they, they're uh, like they, special agents they, or yeah, whatever. They, they're, they're special agents for the government, and they and they, they give them powers or yeah. something. So yeah, spy guinea pigs. Exactly, yeah, exactly. they're spy guinea pigs. I saw, I saw, I saw the the commercial for it in 3D. Like, uh, did you see that movie Up? In, no, I didn't see it. Yet. Saddest movie ever. Oh. Dude, really? I cried ten minutes in. They, they need a disclaimer for this thing. It's hardcore as shit. There's, there's a baby that dies and oh a, what? Like, a guy gets arrested. Yeah, it's hardcore. The first ten minutes of a movie, like the the the, the old man that you know that has the the, the thing, like he, he falls in love with this this girl when he was a kid, and then they they get married and they're saving for this trip to go to this place or whatever. Paradise and, Falls. And, and uh, so then she gets pregnant, loses the baby, and I'm like, what? Pixar? And and then fucking like she dies, and then there's assault charges, and I'm oh like, God. what the fuck? It's so sad. Yeah, but I'm not impressed with sad. Anyone could fucking do that. You know what I mean? Anyone could make you sad. Well, it was just so unexpected, though. You yeah. expect yeah. to go to this kids' movie with Disney's a house floating. <laughs> well, I this one year when when my chick was pregnant, and it was my uh, mom's um, birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, we went over there, and my mom died while we were sitting there. And my chick lost the baby. Oh. See, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. It's fucking nothing. That's, I could do that all day long. That's fair for That's check. just nothing. That's not as... It's so much easier. Oh, and then when my dog came over, there was something wrong with his little paw. And it was all bloody stump with a paw. Oh, no. Yeah. Bloody? Yeah, it was bloody. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he was trying... He was what like, happened to him? He was trying to say, help me, but yeah. his little larynx was destroyed. No, no. Yeah, his, his larynx was gone. Oh, sad. Yeah. yeah but, but, did you just put him down? So we just made a sad yeah. little noise. Well, we did, but then, I, yeah, we, we had to put him down. And then he, I had like a little grave for him and I had a tiny little cross. Oh, oh too much. Oh. But then I didn't know he had a puppy and his puppy came over and was oh. digging at the grave. Oh, oh. oh. his corpse. And that's what these fucking people think entertainment is. Just to sit around and just be sadder and sadder. It's nothing. It's cheating life. (laughs) At least Uh, it's no G.I. Joe, right? No. (laughs) G.I. Joe, G.I. loved it. Uh, We're going to break here. Uh, Can you guys hang out a little bit or you got to get going? I I think I got to get going. We we had the the big weigh ins tonight. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to come by tonight, uh, also at the Ramada, the the weigh ins are at 8 o'clock. I'll be there. Michael will be there. We'll see how much more he weighs than me. That should be great. <laughs> it was great seeing you guys. Nice to meet, nice you, to too. meet you, too. Thanks for having us. And we'll see you next time uh, mm-hmm. through. We'll be back to uh, raise the fist of the metal child. Awesome. This is a top to uh, you know what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. 11, oh, 11, and most 11. Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there?
We're on a Fez show. Coming up, we'll be playing our brand new game show, Raise the Fist of the Metal Child. And you better get the Metal Child's fist up in the air to make this thing happen. A Brendan in Houston, or Houston as we like to say here in New York. Do we got you, buddy? Hey, I was raising the fist, baby. Oh, you're already ready to play? <laughs> I didn't know. That's what they said. Oh, I didn't. I, I thought that you would call in for other purposes. I'll punch out, baby. Oh, no. You know what? Hold on. I'll get the game started for you. There's been a slight mistake, but we'll take care of you. It's time to play! Brendan from Houston, I want you to listen very, very closely, and let's uh, go out and uh, play Raise the Fist of the Metal Child, or as Dave likes to say it, and that would have been where you said it, Dave. Uh, let's go to track six. Are you ready to raise this fist? Let's raise that fist, Ronnie. What is it? Ah, uh, this gravy. The scorpions. The scorpions. Let's check. You are incorrect. Oh. Let's hear a little more of that. Jen in Strong Island. What are you ready to do, darling? Raise the fist of the metal child. What do you have for me? It's a mandatory suicide by Slayer. You are correct! I'm actually... I'm kind of surprised with this. I think more women are winning this game show than men. Fezzy, uh, all-time greatest uh, metal band. Uh, Metallica. What's your favorite? Uh, uh, Masters of Puppets. No, that surprises. <laughs> that is way out of... Character with the Fez uh, persona. Best metal of all time. Megadeth, Sweatin' Bullets. And Hicks. Gotta go back to Striper. Gotta <laughs> metal Christian gods. <laughs> the rock the people. <laughs> Rocking the people. And they did. They rocked the people. Um, here's uh, the next one. Let's go to seven. Seven. As we all attempt to.
think we should do metal opening week one week. <laughs> but it's nothing but the metal. <laughs> Clint, what are you ready to do, buddy? What do you got for me? I have no clue. Let's check. You are incorrect! Chuck, what are you ready to do, buddy? Raise the fist of Michael Jordan! What do you got for me? Uh, Judas Priest. Um. Oh, is that Hellion? Oh. You are incorrect! Bring it up a little bit. Let's rock. You have the correct title down here, Hicks. Yes. Uh, we know What's it's up, a priest. Buddy? Todd, you got an answer for us. Yes. Uh, well, first well, of all, what are you ready to do? Judas Priest, Solar Angels. What are you ready to do? Rock the Metal Child. Rock the Metal Child. <laughs> uh, to sleep. <laughs> you are incorrect. Come on, everybody. You got to. It's time to play. Murph, what do you got, buddy? Uh, I want to raise the fist of a metal god. Woo! Child. Yeah, so, You're not going to raise the fist of a metal god. You can't <laughs> demand him. But with a little baby metal child, you can get him to raise that yeah. little fist. Uh, it's a fever by Judas Priest. Let me check. You are correct! Now, you have to remember, this is the only show in America, Fezzi, ready to do metal trivia. And that's why we're very, very excited to raise the fist of the metal trial. And that is, of course, a um, just a salute with nothing but fondness to sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> you want to do one more? All right, let's go number eight. Do you know this, Mr. Master of Puppets? I I don't know all of it. I think I know the group, but I don't know the uh, name of the song. Come on, give me the group. Say it into your microphone. Tenacious D. Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a funny fucking thing as your favorite metal. That would have been a great fucking joke. Um, Tenacious D does love this shit, but no. it is. These guys are serious. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Here is uh, Arv. Arv, what are you ready to do? I want to raise the fist of the metal child. What do you got for me, Arv? Oh, I got to hear another second of it, man. All right, got I'm going to hold that off. 
got it. What do you got? This game is way better than Fez's by uh, You Suck. Wow. You are incorrect. Oh, man, am I really? Uh, Let's go over here to Jim. Jim, uh, what are you ready to do? I'm ready to raise my fist for the metal side. (laughs) What do you got? We got Blackwood Fire and Steel for Matterwork. Oh. You are correct. There it is. This is quickly becoming America's favorite new game show. Raise the fist of the metal child. We'll play maybe one more round of that later on in the show. Fezzi, what's in the news today? What's happening out there? Well, Senator Barbara Boxer uh, got upset at a... uh, Who? Senator Barbara Boxer. (laughs) Okay. Because that was a funny fucking Barbara. I almost spit it back up. I don't know what you said, but it was like Baba Baba. So what if, what was his, what is it? Barbara. (laughs) Barbara. Barbara. Senator Barbara Boxer. Okay, what do you got? Senator Barbara Boxer. Uh, she got upset during a congressional hearing when a uh, Army Brigadier General kept referring to her as ma'am. So she finally uh, corrected him and said, please call me Senator. I've worked so hard to become a senator, and I guess ma'am is insulting. No, I can get it. Same thing happens with a cop. When a cop pulls you over, he he wants you to call him officer and not sir. Um, But, yeah, this happens. Well, it just seems like ma'am is is being respectful. You ever been in front of a judge and called him sir? No. He doesn't want it. Wants to be called your honor. I mean, it's kind of bullshit, though, because you're not asking the judge to call you by your occupation. You know, then you should be like, yo, Mr. Radio Host. I mean, it's not fair. Well, it's set up to not be fair. It's set up to say, do you understand that I'm your superior? I thought a judge is definitely the decider, but he's not above us. I mean, he's supposed to, you know, understand the law and help negotiate. Ever been any place where a judge sat below you? No. They want to show that they're in charge, though. Yeah, but it's why should they make us kowtow to them? I mean, we're all people... Kowtow to them. We're all people. I, I this chick is way too sensitive, and it's it's an anti-man thing. This senator is, is anti-man. And you know what? I believe every senator pretty much worked hard to be in the Senate. I don't know where her story. I mean, I understand she's a woman, and that's a rare Senate thing. But everyone, she, has, she hasn't said no one else has worked hard. She said I've worked hard for a position. Make sure you say it to me. He's been called in front of the Senate. I mean, would a male senator be upset if a guy mm. said, sir, I happens, disagree? You don't walk up to a governor and say, sir. You don't say, sir, to a president. You have to use their titles. Um, I don't know what surprises you about this or why you suddenly think of it as from a misogynistic point of view. I didn't hear her say um, 
anything about being a woman. She just said, call me Senator. I've earned it. Same thing happened with a doctor. A doctor wants to be called doctor. Now, when he's going out to a fucking restaurant, you think he needs to be saying uh, two for Dr. Anderson? Well, you're not a fucking doctor here. Just like when I go there, I'm not a radio host. But they feel like they've earned it. Mm. Um, here is uh, Mark. Mark, you're on Fez. Hey, Fez, was uh, Senator Boxer calling uh, the general by general, or was she calling a sir or mister? She was calling him general. Yeah, she called him general. Okay. But where he, you know, went in the Army, where he is uh, employed, sir or ma'am isn't a bad term. Depends. Uh, you can't call a sergeant, sir. They get mad at you for that. All right, yeah, yeah. And he, he, it's his job to know fucking protocol, and he's in the United States Senate. Well, he have been, a fucking, I think this got blown out of proportion. Scott and Cleveland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, dentists are the worst, man. You gotta call them doctor, even though they didn't really, they're a doctor technically, but it's, it's just kind of funny how anal they get about it. Yeah, you're right. Um, there should be a word for dentist. It yeah. shouldn't be doctor. My cousin is a chemist and insists on being called doctor. Well, all you have to get is uh, a doctorate, right? Yeah. I mean, that's all it takes. The doctorate, the Ph.D. But he works on new toothpaste every day. I mean, some chiropractors want to be called doctor. Yeah. No, they all do. Well, they're, they're not really doctors to me. Uh, Bob in New York. Bob, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing, man? Good. All right, listen, I'm a retired major in the U.S. Army. Uh, we had to address people in the Army uh, when we were in uniform as ma'am and sir. We do not call them by their title. Uh, as a general, he would know that, and the only time that he would be able to call her senator is if she requested it. So if she requested it, he obliged her, but in normal circumstances, she would be addressed as ma'am, and sir, that's the way we learned it in the army. That's the way it's drilled into us. This guy's probably been in the army for about thirty years, and that's what happens. But it's also his job to know protocol. And he showed up in the United States Senate. He should be able to uh, to say it correctly. Let's suppose you're with your uh, your chick, right? Yeah. She wants something, and she forgets to call you daddy. You gotta go like this. Wait a minute, you ain't going off anywhere. We got rules around here. <laughs> or else you're right. not going to train her properly. And then what's she going to do? She'll respect you. Yeah, and if she doesn't, next thing you know, she slips and falls on a cock somewhere and, you know, everything is broke down. Right. There was just an article about that where some couples are, like, I guess inadvertently using mommy and daddy, using their parental names in the bedroom. Yeah, it ain't very inadvertent, isn't it? <laughs> I saw that same study. It's for new parents. It's supposed to uh, spice up their sex life. If you're a new parent and you haven't banged in a while, they said, you know, use mommy and daddy as like a sex term for each other. And maybe that'll, you know, bring things, you know, you'll still realize you're a parent. But that's all right, mama. Oh, that's all right. Do this has been around since the beginning of time. Well, but the, the study also showed that as many people, 50% of people liked it and 50% of the people thought it was incestuous. Yeah, well, the people that think that it's incestuous are the ones that were touched as kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to bring up, like, mama fucking, that's been all over the fucking place. Well, I think if you said mom, 
Like that's what makes it is what makes it incestuous. You have to make it mommy or yeah, mama. Right. But if you're like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you real hard, mom. Um, here's uh, Josh. Josh on the Run Fest show. Hey, when I was in school, we had a substitute teacher that had a veterinarian's degree, and she demanded to be called doctor. We called her Ms. for her last name. We'd yell at her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some people want to be called by their title. It's not that big a deal. It really isn't. Uh, again, I don't know whether you've been pulled over a cop. You try to say yes, sir. He goes like this. It's officer. They'll get pissed off at you sometimes if you don't say officer. I could give a fuck. But uh, sometimes... Wherever it's... I go, I need to be called maestro. And that's <laughs> because of, you know... I said, I said, I answered a question to a judge once with yeah, and yeah. he fucking flipped out on me. You see, you like, your honor, them fuckers. Yeah, I, I was taken aback. What were you up for? Drugs. Yeah. You but you need to come in and understand how the fucking thing works. Don't come walking in off the street. That's right. First arrest. Come on. Touch. Yeah, your first arrest. Do a little fucking Google it a little bit. Come Try on. to figure out how to get over. First, first arrest. It still was the 90s. You could have known. <laughs> I, my first arrest, I walked in there with my own little suit and briefcase. I still got the book thrown at me, but still, I put a suit on. I had my first arrest. I had my parents standing there with me because <laughs> I was fucking a minor. I should have done that. You want me to take you away from them? Is that what you want? Don't stand behind your mother when I'm talking to you, boy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. If I had told my parents, I wouldn't have lost my license for six months. Stupid asshole. What, trying to defend yourself? Yeah. For buying beer underage, busted by a cop in plain it's clothes. It's weird you lose your license for that. <laughs> it didn't make you any sense. Driving. No, I wasn't drunk. I was 18, tried to buy booze from a, co a cop in plain clothes being Serpico in a you liquor store. A, any moment I'm not playing fucking Raise the Fist of the Metal Child today, I'm bored. The only thing I've liked all day is playing Raise the Fist of the Metal Child. Hmm. Okay. And by the way, what's his name? Shit all over your game, huh? Oh, Fair Play? Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want about Fair Play. The fucking guy knows the show. The thing is, he and doesn't... Jay Moore, the two fucking best listeners we have. He doesn't play fairly, though. So his name has always been a little tricky for That's me. That's the funny thing. It's ironic. Uh, yeah. I don't... Okay. I mean, yeah. I'll to, tell you the worst, you know, it's awful to go to court, but the worst thing is about being a kid in court because you're like a fucking mongoloid then. <laughs> you don't even have like regular fucking things. <laughs> they asked my mom, you want us to put him away? Just say the word, ma'am. She's like, no, no. And I'm like, why is it up to her? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I give her the fucking I was never thing. that young. You never got in trouble when you were a minor? Um, I was arrested once for That's 14. That's where most but... of my trouble was. Yeah. Most of my trouble was pre-18. As soon as I fucking spin the thing on that, I go, all right, time to be very careful. I got arrested for throwing eggs at like the um, the nuns and priests who were across the street. They reported me to the cops, but I didn't have to go to trial or anything. Because ultimately, they're like, just teach them a lesson. Did they call your parents, though? Yeah, they called me. I was, it, was, it was horrible. I was I had... Who was the worst kid called for you, your mom or your dad? Definitely my mom. My dad, like I said, peace corn shit. He was always like, he wouldn't even yell. But my mom would just fucking go, you know, Henry Hill's father on me. As if I hadn't been home in months. Um, here is uh, Danny Boy. Danny Boy, you're on my defense. 
Hey, Ronnie B. How's it going today, buddy? Yeah. Just to let you know, um, you guys were talking about Jay Moore and Johnny Fairplay being uh, big fans. Joe Rogan said on ONA that he listens all the time. Listens to you guys when he gets up in the morning. So I didn't know if you knew that or not. Um, Rogan and I have the DMT thing in fucking uh, in common, too. Um, I think he'd be a great uh, unmasked there, Ronnie. Yeah, I would love to do it. Well, you know, my first unmasked was with Carlos Mencia. And it was exactly when he had the problems with uh, Rogan. That would be awesome. Yeah. And Mencia, I don't know whether I have ever told you guys this, is the only one who's ever asked for a pre-interview. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And he called me the night before, right? Uh, and actually, at my phone rings, and it's like his people. And this is before I've ever done any of them. And they go, all right, we're going to put Carlos on with you. And I'm like, okay. And then he was just like, so how's this all going to go? And I go, we're just going to be talking about creativity. He goes, yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. And I'm like, all right. He goes, yeah, so you're going to. So he kept fucking, you know, so what's going to go on? You're going to. So finally he goes like this, look, you can ask me anything. But if you bring up the Rogan thing, I'm just going to say no comment because it just, you know, happened between him and Rogan. And I'm like, we'll just see how it goes. I have no fucking plans on, you know what I mean? I was going to talk to you about your own thing. But then he ended up bringing it up yeah, on his own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, because I'm not out to, you know, it's not fucking 60 minutes. I'm not out Roker trying to fucking destroy people in front of them, <laughs> you know? Was, but um, I think the only reason why he asked for a pre-interview is because there had been so much fucking heat over him and Rogan. Yeah. Makes but yeah, sense. I would definitely do Rogan. It's great. Great. And he, I love News Radio, too. He was hysterical on that. I think it's one of the best shows of all time. Well, Rogan's one of those guys, when I listen to uh, him talk, I'll be like, yeah, 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 no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, which is normally like some of my favorite people. It's like, um, uh, you know, when I listen to Anthony, I don't always agree. Norton, I uh, certainly don't always agree. Burr, I'm. Do you ever have like anyone that you almost wish that you didn't agree with as much? Yeah, definitely. I, I, we were just talking about this yesterday. Pendulette <laughs> says some really <laughs> fucking brilliant things. Yeah, but the way he says them, you're like, <laughs> you have to be such Over an asshole about it. Uh, I'll give you another one, Bill Maher. I'm like, Bill Maher, yes, yes, yes. Jesus, that's smarmy. Yes, yes, no. Yes, 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 smarmy. You know what I mean? Like, you can't fucking help it. But um, Ben Gillette is the same time. He'll be like entirely like right about something, but then be like, and these douchebags who don't agree with me should have their assholes sucked down at the top of their heads. You know, and you're just like, now you're making me not want to agree with you. <laughs> right. Uh, ben, uh, for whatever reason, I perfectly align with a lot of Ben Affleck's feelings and what? theories. Swear to God, I do. I I, I have no way. Every time oh, I see... because he's a lefty, I guess. Yeah, huh? and whatever. His like liberal leanings fall right into my category. At the same time, I'm so embarrassed that I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I line up with the guy from Armageddon. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I, I've been Affleck and me are the same. Uh, but I, I, I know I, I can't be with the Republicans, and I can't really be with the Democrats. I mean, I guess I have some more liberal things than I do, but and then I go off with the Libertarians, and they get a little too 
fucking odd. I just feel like I'm not fitting in. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking place where you're like, yeah, I could call this a home. But that's what was like so funny at that thing the other day is when people were just going like, all right, we're we're sticking up for Letterman. That the that the 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 people that were against Letterman were in, are going your le- left wing, your left wing. Right. Why? And the, as if Republicans can't be for free speech and non-censorship. It's like the two uh, were at odds at that protest. Well, don't you even think like the Republican Party is really at odds with itself right and, now by having the religious right and the kind of libertarians together? Yeah, I Constantly. do. And it's also weird that they often want to point to like liberals being oversensitive and and they're the people who want to shut down free speech when I see it as more conservative values are the ones who are just go overboard with like well, hey stop I, saying I it. honestly think uh both of them are very very interested in shutting down the other person's speech. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, I think you you could get it on conservative values, which is basically what Letterman got, but then you could get it on being anti-PC, right? which is, I think, what people like O&A get more. You know what I mean? Like, people be like, it, it's the left that gets a little complained about any nickname for minority or a woman's jo- uh, thing, but... Um, you can't pick it out. But it really is hard to have those people yeah. to agree with across the board. Who's somebody for you, Fizz? It's actually George Clooney. When I see, like, the Darfur stuff and things like that, I'm like, well, I would love to find something to bitch about, about him trying to help third world nations, because but, I can't stand the guy. Yeah, but I don't know whether I agree with that either, because, like, right away, where are our troops? I thought we were against sending our Falcon troops places you know Mm -hmm. and i came out and said that the other day um and the you know the leftists get mad at me now for saying that but i said the same thing as when the fucking republicans were in charge don't send their fucking guys over there right um here is uh little red in wisconsin hey how about you ronnie yeah yeah, I agree with everything that uh, Ted Nugent has to say, as, as, as messed up as that sounds. You know, I mean, he's, he's kind of out there and everything, but I, I hate to say it. I, I think the guy's right on track. It's just well, the way he says it. You know? he, he's a good, yeah. He also has to be a douchebag about the way he's saying it. He yeah. can't sit there and just say it without being <laughs> like, you know what, Ted? I don't even think I'd like to hang around with you because he, like, He'll be disagreeing with Peter, but then acting like, but I want to suck under blood marrow. You know, you don't have to go that far. You just want to eat some fucking food. You're not just trying to take a bath in blood. And I'll fuck a moose carcass right in front of you. Um, here is Alex in uh, Maine. Alex in Maine, you're on the Run of Fez show. This fucking guy agrees with the actor from Changing Lanes and Mallrats? Who, me? <laughs> yeah, I do. I uh, He makes good points. Yeah, I didn't know he was all that political. Again? I guess he is he's somewhat. Always sur- he doesn't have a, that great of an acting career left, so they no. think he's trying to try and do, pull a, uh, you know, a, a Democrat Reagan, and yeah, he's, like, thinking about office. He's not running for fucking office. I saw him the other night on cable, and uh, he's just not that into you. And Benefleck did not have the lead role. He was, I'm not even making this up. He's like fifth or sixth in this bad fucking um, 
romantic uh, comedy. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not proud of it. I don't like his work. <laughs> you know, he could play Reagan. He's got a Reagan look to him. You mean Giant Head? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I, it sounds odd, but I agree with Jesse Ventura a lot about what he said. He's fiscally conservative, and he's socially liberal, and he really is just about letting people do what they want to do as long as it doesn't hurt other people and don't waste money. You know, I there were things about Jesse that I liked until I saw what a bad governor that he was. And then when I heard him get into the 9-11 conspiracies talk, which I think, to me, no matter what you think happened there, there was no fucking way that the ny uh, fire department would have kept this quiet those guys went out they're the ones that lost brothers in those fucking towers and if they thought it was an inside job they would definitely say so uh john you're on the run of fed show hey what's up guys yeah craziest motherfucker ron paul agree with everything the guy says love him like a brother i really was watching uh the ron paul uh, thing very closely, and I have a a very close friend who's into the libertarian movement. As a matter of fact, brought up the Pendulette. This is why what got me laughing about that. But he brought up the Pendulette thing to me, and he was trying to sell me on Ron Paul, and I just I couldn't go completely there. <laughs> I just can't get the concept of. Well, if you want to school, you'll pay for it. You want to go on a highway, you pay for it there. I just what? It just seems so disorganized to me. Get your trash picked up, pick, pay for it at that second. You don't, you don't. Uh, Smith, you're on the run of Fed show. Smith in Minnesota. What's up, buddies? Yeah. Uh, when when Al Sharpton was running for president, and he would get up there and talk about you guys don't want me here, and you're not going to give me a chance to speak. I mean, the guy was a, he was a lunatic, but there was something about him confronting the media about the preconceived notions of who he was that I found really entertaining. Well, it's one thing to be entertaining, um, but Sharpton is uh, first, I think, and foremost uh, an entertainer. I mean, he's been in the media so much, it's as easy as me coming in and doing radio. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter to him what he has happens to say he's gonna fucking you know he's gonna get over in some way now at the end of the day what is he really selling i'm gonna put him the same time as fucking jesse they seem to be about selling themselves more than anything else mm -hmm. hey matt you're on the run of fish show hey what's up uh, i agree with a lot of what marilyn manson has to say but if i say that in the wrong crowd now like everyone looks at me like i'm some kind of cross-dressing satan worshiper well, Manson is also pretty libertarian, right? Yeah, I mean, he, but like when you see, like you'll go see him in concert and he's screaming about all this stuff, and then then you hear him talk and he's like a really educated, mellow guy. Like, but most people won't go see him talk because they only have the screaming, Bible ripping guy. Yeah, I've seen him on TV a couple times, and I thought he was pretty bright, um, but I didn't, you know, I don't know enough about his views. Aaron in California, you're on a fez. Hey, um, I think that we're getting. I think that people are starting to get confused in terms of what a Republican actually is, because the Republicans are, are not technically conservative anymore. Because we they've they've taken on sort of a religious uh, meaning too. If we look at conservative and liberalism now, um, it's more of a circular type thing. Whereas something like with gay marriage, conservatives are typically for small government. Right. Yet 
they would like to legislate against something that would give people more freedoms and, and make more government, whereas liberals are, are t- typically for bigger government, yet in this one case of gay marriage, they want to make smaller government. And so it's kind of, we've kind of gotten to a weird circular pattern here, and it's just, uh, I'm not sure if, if it's ever been like this before. Yeah, country. I think that if the Republicans did not have the religious right, it would be much more open to me to go in with them. But there's no fucking way. There's no way uh, I can line up with, you know, all those preachers who are screaming about taking back our family values. And all. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> this is a party I can't show up for. Now, as far as the libertarians, yeah, I wanted to be there. But when they backed Ron Popeil... After all those crazy <laughs> gadgets that he made. It's Ron the, Paul, Ronnie. Huh? Ron Paul. Well, who's Ron Popeil? He's the guy who, the infomercial guy, Pocket Fisherman. Never mind. Said it and forget it. Said it and forget <laughs> it. It's all right there. You know, you can't forget it all day. I mean, eventually you have to go get that chicken out of the rotisserie. Here, I'm tired of wearing that thing. Oh. It's bothering Good. me. Good. Got a rash. How off. long have I had it on for? When was your Six birthday? weeks, seven weeks. And you told me two weeks then. Right. It really has gotten annoying. <sighs> you said two weeks then, you won't do it. We got a Nothing. vacation coming up before long, right? Yeah. Yep, in a couple of weeks. So what are we thinking, after the vacation? I was thinking maybe before. Then we wouldn't be able to sell it properly, wouldn't it, from a show business point of view? Oh, okay. Wouldn't uh, just kill out the bit? Oh, uh, true. Yeah. Remember I talked to you about that before? Uh-huh. So I'm repeating it. Uh, Taylor in Nebraska. Dick 1118, checking in. What can we do for you, brother? Uh, just like Fez, I, re- I agree with every goddamn thing you say, Ron. Thank you very much. But that would mean that you don't want to agree with Ron, so then you were secretly resentful of him. Mm. Who, Fez? You think Fez is resentful of me? That's what the caller is implying. Yeah. That Fez doesn't like Ron. Are you resentful of me, Fez? I am not resentful of you. I love you. You started a thing called Ron is trying to kill Fez, (laughs) because I gave you a piece of business yesterday and let you eat your burgers. That was not me. That was troublemaking GVAX polls. What did you write in it? I haven't uh, responded to that one yet. Mm. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm. I clicked on it. I said no. I don't Thank think you. he did. Thank you. Did you comment? No, I like to vote, and that's it. I had a lot you're of questions. You're not posting anymore, are you? Yes, I am. Five a day? Yes, I am. Yeah. Fez, you're at five a day? Uh-huh. Yours are so short that they're not even, you know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't seem to get in. He doesn't understand how to dominate a board. Yeah, you got to. you used to back in the day, Dave. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still can. I'm currently rocking a big thread, the uh, Questions Free Side Dave thread. It's a way, well yeah, over Yeah, that's just a way of keeping you off to the side, isn't it? That's how they got you. <laughs> oh, yeah? You think so? Yeah. That's like, I've what done the same th- thing, that this will be your station, <laughs> and that way you can keep people from mingling. Uh, no, I, that, that doesn't work. I still go into them. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to uh, break here. You guys ready to come back and raise the fist one more time? Fucking the last, Raise the fist of the metal child? Yes! Round of Fez Show.
And remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Friday, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Tom in Wyoming, what can we do for you, buddy? I'm giving you the hit. Go. Yeah, this one, Fez? I have no clue on this. Uh, Bill in Jersey, do you got an answer? Yeah, I want to fist the mental baby. It's uh, accept. It's, love child. It's accept. Love child. You are correct. Oh, no, yeah, that baby. one. Right off the bat. Let's play one more. It's time to play! What do you got for me, buddy? Raise the fist of the metal god. We raised uh, the fist of the metal child. Uh, who was that? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Lou Reed, uh, Satellite of Love. Oh. You are incorrect. You, you are incorrect. How can you not know this voice, huh, Fezzy? Tell that little truth with me. 
I am not, I am not picking it up. What do you think? One of the most recognizable voices in rock, Dave? Yeah. There's Steve. Steve, what do you want to do, buddy? Uh, hey, uh, raise a fist to the metal child, baby. What do you got? Uh, Dio, straight to the heart. Is... You are correct! That is Dio, Fez. Dio. Not familiar with him at all? No. None of the bands? Oh, right. <laughs> Ronnie James? It is the Ron and Fez show. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Eastside Dave, two years now that you uh, got married on this show. Hard to believe, isn't it not? It is a little hard to believe, but then again... All the relatives come out and see you then, and then you had a party for them later? Uh, yeah, we had dinner after the Hard Rock. Uh, where did you go, all you guys go? We went to uh, some French restaurant down uh, in downtown. I forget the name of it. I know there was uh, a, a real shock that you invited different people from the wedding party and not Ron and Fez. And uh, Fez, you had a... I think we were invited, no? No. No. We're not invited. Trust me. And uh, Fez, we went over, and Fez is like, why is this person there, this person? <laughs> mm -hmm. And we didn't get invited. We put together a multi-thousand dollar fucking party for you. But um, I have to tell you the truth, and I never have said this to you. Right. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for not having me sit there with yeah. your Who did you invite from the wedding party? Uh, my parents came Yeah. Um, from the wedding parties itself. Uh you know, uh, none of my friends came. I believe HTG, my Kaka came. Interesting. Um, uh, Casey's father came, um, and stepmother. Wait a minute, HTG and my Kaka, right? Yeah. What did they do? They put the whole thing together for the wedding. No, they didn't have Got anything you to do. Trip it. to Vegas. No, they didn't do that. Worked on all that. No, they didn't do that. They didn't do that. Is that where it started for you, Fess? That might have been right there, the seed being planted <laughs> in the ground, Ronnie. Sure that's and well watered, though. by the way. What's that? Well, I mean, sometimes our invitations have gotten lost to you guys. Our most recent invitations never got to you guys. I know we almost always. What I is tried your it. most re recent uh, invitation? Uh, um, for Julianne's first birthday. You, no, I got that. I didn't want to go. <laughs> so that's why. Okay, but Fez was claiming he never got that. I'm telling you, I, I ended up. Di I did get it, but I thought it was someone else, and I uh, wasn't going to that one either. No, I've invited all, every time I, I think of it. I do, but that was such a crazy to try to make it up for the big Dude, one. Believe me when I tell you, and I'm being 100 percent serious. <laughs> never invite me to anything. I'll be fine. With <laughs> Quite frankly, too, I don't even think that that was like necessarily planned. And the name of the place was La Madeline. It was planned because Fez told me about it, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Did you get an invitation to this?" And I go, "No." And he's like, "The family's there," and I guess somebody from the wedding party showed up, and Fez didn't get an invite. And that would have been perfect because he wanted to meet your brother in those days. Yeah, when when I found out about it, it was almost like it was being kept secret. <laughs> really? Like, like I shouldn't have found out about it. 
Well, we wanted to, it was just... Qu- Don't tell Watley. Honestly, it was more for my parents, to be to be truthful. I just wanted to have them have a nice little experience and then get the hell out of there. I had no problem with it. Thank you, Ron. I loved not going. No, I'm getting told that uh, you guys were emailed. Uh, or at least... For the, what do you call it? For the LaMadeline. Oh, I'm telling you 100% no. And that's okay with me. I have zero problem with that. But 100% no, we weren't. And it's right. okay. Well, I have a and call to make. I, can I tell you something? From my point of view, fantastic. You know I don't like... Here's the things I don't like. People's parents. I do know that. Or anything slightly uh, formal. I know. I went over with the bums, and uh, everybody had drinks over at that bar after. At uh, Looney's. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we came over there, too. Yeah, oh, I, uh, thank you for stopping by. Why does that make you mad? Because they went and had their big, nice family dinner, which I was thought maybe I could be included in. Hmm. So it always happens. Like the birth <laughs> of my child, you yelled at me, Fez, and now on my second year anniversary, Can I tell you, you bring up bitter feelings. I've kept it to myself for two years, Dave. I tell you what, it hurts, though, Fez. It hurts being reminded of it. Oh, well, let me ask you, Miss Know-It-All, why would you want to go there? Somebody's saying, why would Fez want to go with the grandparents telling stories? Well, you wanted to go. Maybe I felt like I helped accomplish something by pulling off this Hard Rock Cafe wedding. No offense, Fez, you dressed like shit that day. Yeah, I mean, what was that all about? There was flip-flops and a moo-moo of some sort. They were, it was Crocs and a tank top and short shorts because we were going on vacation the very next day and I was leaving for the airport. This makes me mad. Why aren't we going on vacation now? How did we get a vacation two years ago this week? How did that fucking tie? Uh, uh, what is the vacation being pushed back? That was when we left be- for construction. Oh, so it was a two-week vacation. Yeah, that was great. Two, what are you? What poll are you reading now? No, I just decided to vote after Fez's recent <laughs> outburst. I decided to vote in a poll. No, uh, no big deal. Well, I'll poll? go vote. Is there real animosity between ESD and Fez? Yeah. What do you got on the voting? Um, thirty percent for yes. There's something between them. Twenty-eight percent says no. It's nothing. And forty percent says not sure. It's tight. Well, I just put in one more vote. Well, well I'll probably tip the scales, and we'll probably vote the same way today. <laughs> what was so important what? <laughs> about the after-dinner feel? Because I really felt like I worked hard to give him as nice a day as possible. Well. Do you know how much time I spent on the phone trying to get the honeymoon put together? I would have guessed zero. I thought it was all wiki, <laughs> and I was pits. laughing at him. It was wits and wits. <laughs> wiki and pits. But I had to... Well, wait a minute. Before you go giving them no, credit... You guys are the best. You it, guys get the wait, overall wait, credit. You don't want to understand something. If we don't tell them we want it, right. you don't get it. We got you the $6,000 engagement you, ring, too. You and guys are the lean. overall best. Yeah. You know that. And I've thanked you so numerous old times, and I will continue to to the day I die. Do you still have it? Do you know how you thanked me, Dave? No, I don't recall. By not wasting my time at the after party. I know. I that re- was fantastic. I, I know you don't. What but would I Ron just, do sitting I, down there? I would like I, to go. I know this. I want you to know something, just so you know. And I know that there's some kind of weirdness between you and Fez. He hurts me. It started. You. Am I right that it started then? Yes. Well, here's where it started. Before then, it was Notre Dame. Right. The Notre Dame... That Dave ruined your Notre Dame party. I 
started the Notre Dame club. If anyone okay. had it, was able to ruin it, it should be me. Then, because of what happened there, Fez claimed to me that he and I weren't invited to the the wedding dinner because of the Notre Dame stuff. <laughs> that seems impossible. I think the Notre Dame stuff came afterwards. So, so if that's Fez's claim, then now, there's a there's a hole. I there want, was tenseness. I want you to know something too. Every time something comes up, um, and it it's happened uh, numerous times, you know, you'll be planning one of your parties and your birthday party or something. I know, else. yeah. Fez goes. Fez will say to me, "Is this are we invited, or is this like the wedding after party?" But well, I just want to be sure now because I know where I stand now, Ron. Well, this is that was. Can I also say that what, Casey and I weren't throwing it? It yeah. was Casey's father who decided to off the cuff. Who choose I remember this being very nice. French two place. things that went bad uh, that night, and I said keep them both away from Dave and Casey because I think it's silly. Number one, um, the after party, not everybody was invited, uh, and then two, uh, not everybody uh, got hair and makeup. Oh, so Jesus. I don't uh, even know mm-hmm. about this. That yeah, that got brought up to us in the back, and me and Fez. Well, Fez was jumping in with him, and I'm going, "Who cares?" And then I had to uh, say to people, "Guess what? All this started as a radio joke. <laughs> so don't get so upset about it." Well, it's not a radio joke, you know. I have I have a marriage certificate, and uh, well, two children signed by Anthony's sister. She's an ordained. Don is she, or is, is she just special? a nice? Is she just a nice girl from Long Island? <laughs> no, because I got news for you. She can't pull off of a, a communion, a baptism. <laughs> Am I right? She couldn't do a funeral. Right, right, oh. right, right. We have a funeral. No. My grandmother died, so I'm calling Anthony's sister to come out there. She could do it. She's ordained. Good point. Brought in that business, Don. For your funeral needs, called the Reverend Don Kumi. I, I agree with you, Ron. I don't think it's real. I think it's a bit. It ain't no bit. I don't even know if you're really married. I have a cert- uh, certificate, a wedding certificate. All right, let me give Fez a certificate. And this is I'm just going to write right. on it, you're married too. Thank okay. you, Ron. Loose leaf, it doesn't count. I'll take it. It was autistic. First of all, all we needed was... autistic. All we needed was... was Hold on, I'm going to get Opie's niece to sign this. Oh, my God. All we needed was a few witnesses, and we got a plethora of them. How can you not call this wedding real when Father Nikolai and Sheepy also served as witnesses to this blissful union? Guess what? Fez was mad that we also didn't get to sign the wedding certificate. Oh, my God, I wanted to. I just kept getting... I just sat there like an ass waiting to be asked. Is this why when my grandmother... Died. Fez was upset that he wasn't asked to the funeral to the wake. That is exactly it, and he was furious it because was a funeral! you invited Dean and I Joey. I didn't invite Jack and shit. Those are the two people I, I invited. Jack and shit. You invited the Brooklyn guys. Those guys asked for the, the address because they were going to send flowers, and then they decided they were in hey, Jersey. I'll get a hold of Mafia Life, Chris, for me yesterday. Yeah, I want to see how. Uh, how the uh, Franklin's gig went off last night. So you do understand that's what happened. 
I at didn't your know grandmother's this. funeral. Talk about holding a grudge. Yeah, yes. I mean, I didn't know this. Till it's what I no. do. But why would Jesus, you invite Dean Fez. there, not Fez? Wasn't invited. People wanted to know what the address were because they wanted to send flowers. So I gave it. I didn't think that they were going to put do the address you know in MapQuest. Fez and I was happy hasn't that Dean talked came. to Dean or Joey since then. Well, that's a shame on you, Fez. Because they're both wonderful people. No, they're your friends. There. I'll <gasps> say this. Oh my God. One of them is. One of them is fantastic. Which one? I'm not saying. Well, there's a lot to Fez, think I'll about. I'll tell you at the show after party today. Oh. Where I'm buying, Ronnie. Mm. And Good. you hear that? We're having diamonds. Well, I was going to go out with Chris, Chris Stanley. Is... <laughs> Chris isn't picking up. I love mm. the message. Me and him are going to have some Wendy's today. That's right. Wendy's, Fez. Wow, Fez. Who's really <laughs> in mm -hmm. your fucking shit these days? Yeah. With the free coupons I gave him. We don't need to go into that, Fez. Boring details. Unless Chris uh, Stanley wants to go to the after party. He's invited. <gasps> we have anything else from the wedding? From two years ago? It was a lovely, lovely day, by the way. One of my favorite... Thank you. I think it was the second best oh. uh, radio thing I've ever been to. Really? What was number one? The animation festival was unfucking believable. Oh, come on. Uh, no, ask anybody who was there. I was that there with you. was one of the most professionally fantastic run things I've ever great. seen. It was great. but I The mean... only downside, Fez Watley pushed himself into the judge's table <laughs> when he wasn't asked to made Ophie <laughs> feel bad. But from a professional part of, point of view, that was run well. It was great. But, but Owen, I could not believe that we pulled off a wedding without everyone being hating it. That's right. They did not. They go, you've taken the most boring thing in the world, yeah. and you made it work. Right. The difficulty level is a lot higher on the wedding. All right, hold on. I do have Mafia Life Chris here right now. Mafia Life Chris. Hey, buddies. What's up, Ron? I was going to get a spy report for you, if I could. How did uh, last exit to Brooklyn screening go last night? It was nice. It was a little quiet, but it was nice. What do you mean by quiet? Well, I mean, it was a rainy day, and you know, I guess people didn't want to drive, you know, uh, to the to the place. It was in Staten Island, but uh, the ball was nice, and uh, obviously the movie was nice, and there was about uh, twenty people there. Did everybody love the movie? Yes, yes, everyone loved the movie and purchased the copy afterwards. Did any of the stars from the film come out? Uh. They tried, but they couldn't get there. Yeah, it was it was an awful, awful night last night. So I no Q and A. Huh? I didn't hear you, Fez. What? I said no Q and A. No Q and A. No, they. Uh... Hey, it was decent. Eddie the Pointer was there. Oh, he's always the it. best. All right, Chris. I just wanted to check in with you. Glad to hear that it went well. It went well. All right. Talk yeah. to you soon, buddy. Uh, Corey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Um, hey, the, the whole thing with Fez and Dave really started back at the, the pizza in the face incident, man. I, and I'm not trying to, like, hijack the show, but if you guys could pull up and replay that and listen to Fez's reaction to the pizza in the face, that's where it all started, man. It's well, hilarious. Play it. Let me guess this. Was the pizza in the face before or after the wedding? I thought it was after. I thought it was much after. So did I. It was but probably I, the one-year anniversary. But see, I have such a fucking timeline uh, trouble now. Yes. Yeah, so because 
no way. I, I, if I had to guess how long Dave has been married to Casey, I would have said four, maybe five years. It just seems like a long time, and it seems short to you. Yes, to me, it seems like all this happened in eight to nine months, including both babies. Yeah, that's... It, it seems that quick, like everything has just piled into one big event. Um, was Pitsy at the after dinner? No. There was no one there from who was from my side. Your brother's there? Um, one, actually, one of the brothers didn't even go. The one that Fez, him and Fez are similar, because he had to go back to California. Oh. But there was other brothers there. There were two of my other brothers were yeah. there, yeah. Mm. And not Fez. No. No. Family's there, the, but not Fez. No. Yes. That's logical. Like radio That's, brothers. What? I've never been invited to a personal function by Fez. Well, yes. Fez I, get, I wonder why. If I know. I've invited you to so many things in my life. And this was out of my hands. This was Casey's father. You know, even, I can't do it. Even a couple months ago, I tried to bury the hatchet and invite you over to my house again. And I got flat turned down. What, what, <laughs> what were you inviting him for? He wanted to come over and watch WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And so, That's the granddaddy of them all, isn't it? Well, originally Starcade, <laughs> but now, yes. Um, and so I made plans and got turned down. We were drunk when got we made plans. Got turned down last minute. I take those things we seriously. I sobered up. I went driving all the way out the roads. What is it that you want from him, Fez? And I'm, this is a total shoot now. Mm -hmm. When you look at Dave, what are you upset about and what do you want changed? Well, I would like to be maybe included a little bit more. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Mike Kaka was there. Right. Well, he's he's very, a close family he's friend. He's a very close f friend of mine. Uh -huh. I I'm and I'm not. Weren't he's you just jealous of him? Who, me? Yeah. Michael Kaka? Yes, yes I was. Yes, they used to butt heads constantly, and Mike Kaka gets invited to the wedding dinner. What well, were you jealous about? Well, he's, he, listen, I mean, I know you're supposed to be a photographer, and the Bella, Bella, here we go, shoot like this. But, you know, it's, you, you, there should be a, some distance between he and the models. And also, at uh, uh, Farm BQ, there were some sultry pictures being taken, in my opinion. I thought the pictures were too sultry of he and my wife. I thought there was a too much closeness. I believe that was He after. was in the photos with your wife? Yeah. I thought they were too close. But we all make mistakes. I mean, I probably made a mistake there. I see it now. I've invited Fez several times to come to my New Jersey home. Oh, a little too late. You would never go there? No, I'm not going there now. Why Why would I go where I'm not wanted, Ron? Let me ask you I this, honestly. Mm -hmm. Would you go there in a million years? Not in 10 million years. What if I get had $10 million? No, I wouldn't go. Stubborn. $30 million. No. Now I don't want to go. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be seen. Dave... I would have just fucking thrown in for the extra fucking sp plate of spaghetti. Right, I, Put him in a kid's store uh, table, and we'd all be getting along great now. Well, you know what was nice, Ronnie? Yeah. Was later on at O'Looney's, 
when mm-hmm. I was there, and the wedding party, and everyone showed up from the big fancy nice family dinner, and how it got rubbed in my face, how nice the dinner was. Well, it was. It was nice. It was a nice dinner. And um, I had to hear all about it. Who was saying it to you? Um, I believe it was, uh, I think it was everyone who went, including the bride and groom. Yeah. I know the uh, other invitees were letting me know about it. Oh, yeah. I could have swore. It must have been an overthought, uh, oversight on my thing. I mean, maybe you're. No, it was perfect sight. It was 2020. I mean, I remember sending out e- email invites. I got like responses back from people who did, couldn't come. Like, you know, Anthony was busy that day, so he couldn't go, but he got the invite. To what? To the after dinner party. Mm hmm. You're busting balls now. That's no, I'm just saying, like, Opie and Anthony got invites, and, you know, and I just... I'm, That's bullshit. They did not... You're just trying to fuck with him when he's being serious. Right. Why can't we do this? I right? am being serious. No, let me do this okay. for the Ron and Fez show, okay? Okay. okay. If there's something fucking serious... Okay. And it seems like it's going on between you guys, <laughs> and it seems like it started about two years ago. Okay. Why don't you want to squash it? I do. He gets angry constantly about these things. I know, I know, I know. You're right, you're right. Okay, what do I have to do to make it up? No, I'll say that. But Fez, let me say this to you now. Okay. Why can't you drop it? (laughs) I wish I knew. I wish I knew why it sticks in so bad. What could I do to make it up? How about that? Well, I'm sorry, invite me to the wedding dinner. And I guess that's a little too late. Not too late. If this time machine I'm working on. Yeah. You are? You're working on yeah. a time machine? All right. What kind? And uh, uh, The forward kind. Actually, if I went back in a time machine, I'd just be betting on the Steelers Super Bowl. <laughs> That's all. And the Giants to win. Yeah. Get a little cash. Get a little cash for yourself. You deserve and, it. Changing my gift to you to be nothing but condoms. <laughs> a fucking pair of condom pants that you could fucking tie, <laughs> that you could wear with suspenders, wherever you want. You're just wearing condom pants. Um, here is... Um, hey, let me go to Nick in Cleveland. Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. You know, it seems like lately that Fez is just constantly... Uh, getting on Dave's case about everything. There is a problem between these two guys. Uh, I mean, maybe it's these, you know, um, anniversaries and holidays that remind me of these things. Yeah, but it says it just seems like that you got maybe some feelings for Dave more than just friendship. Uh, Here's Pat in Florida. Pat, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. You know, uh, we're all missing this, but, you know, the only person that really matters in this is Ronnie B. If Ronnie B's happy, then everybody should be happy. I am. I will say this, and this might be odd. I am completely happy to be left out of social situations. <laughs> uh, you can't beat that for me. I it's, know. It's awkward. Well, it's not only just awkward, but I don't, I don't like to have to be anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I go to a movie, I want it to be a last-minute decision. I don't want to hear, I've got tickets for the movie, 9 o'clock on Thursday. Then I feel like, now I'm fucking tied in. I'm wrapped in. I can't get out of this. I'm very similar. I mean, I, do, I hate making plans. And, uh, and yeah, guest when, list. 
Do you understand that he's hurt, though? I Dave? can say it seems like it, but you know. Dan, Dan, you're on Run Fez. Hey, guys. Let's just be real about what Fez's problem is. He doesn't care really whether he's invited over. Fez has no life. He can't stand anybody else to have a life because he doesn't want to go out and get one. But I'm going to, and I rarely do this, so you know it's a shoot. Fez likes some kind of protocol to take place and for him to be involved in it. So um, I think not only would, um, is Fez honest about this, I think unlike me, he would have proudly went to that dinner and to not, I don't want you to take this wrong way, Fezzy, okay. but to take credit for, did you like the tablecloths? Wiki and I got that. Right. We also have them a lovely vacation in Vegas. Did mm-hmm. you see her face when the band, you know, he loves to take credit for things. Right. You took that away from him. You took that away from him oh. and you handed him a lunch bucket. He opened that up and it was filled with shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, shit bucket. I, I remember bringing my mom over to Fez at the Hard Rock. To talk to him. I will say this. I not, um, for me, I don't know whether it's true or not. I didn't get to speak to your mom that day and never met your dad and only one of your brothers. I think my yeah, dad was true. mega, mega nervous. And so he just kind of hid from everybody. I know. That's why, you know, Fez's point was we would have had time at the after dinner. I mean, I remember you bringing Beanie over to me, but I also am being in the middle of a live broadcast. Yeah, I remember we waved the beanie or whatever, and um, I remember leaning into Fez and I go, "Is v- Beanie got a uh, volleyball game later?" And we both <laughs> laughed. Here's oh. Tom and KC. Ah, she likes the whites. What? Hey guys, At someone else's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> this is just another example of Fez's ego. I love you, Fezzy, but it's Sounds all it. about you, isn't it? All about you. Well, you know, people always tell me I should get a life, and then maybe I want to go out and be part of Dave's special day. Maybe, you know, they talk, family issues come up. Maybe I could have been a part of Dave's family day, and that's wrong, too. I don't understand what you're saying. What family issues? Well, it's like, you know, maybe I would have liked to have been part of Dave's family for that day. Mm. And people are always telling me to go out and do things. That was a day I would have loved to have done it, but no. I'm crucified. Why didn't you just invite him? I thought he had been, and if he hadn't, it was because I wasn't in control. But I have invited Fez several times to several other functions. I don't care, but I'm shocked by the Mike Kaka. Mike Kaka? For any of us? Yeah. He got through because... He's a cupcake guy. Right. Clint, in Arizona, you're on Fez. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to just... Tell Fezzy, Fezzy, why don't you just tell Dave that you don't like Casey and you fight with Casey through him and he's just the messenger and you shoot him and Dave just tries to be funny and he ends up making an ass of himself. Dave, you feel like you've made an ass of yourself today? I feel like I've made an ass out of you and me. So you assume. I've assumed that, right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem he with this He is trying to make thing. things better, Fez. What would you... Better or bust balls? Well, that's his way. Balzer. Mm. 
Let me go to the Radio Shark. Radio Shark. You know, Dave, I gave you a couple hundred dollars as a wedding gift, and I didn't even get a thank you. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I handed it right to you. You didn't even get a picture. I should at least get to kiss the bride. You you handed me candy. So your memory... Candy. It was money. Okay. $100 bills, $200. Right. I'm going to kiss the bride at the next event then. Smarties, try it. Paul in New Jersey. Hey, Fezzi, you would have been invited to the uh, special McDonald family dinner, but you were wearing those hideous Crocs and that beach bum wear. Right, this you, was a formal function. Yeah, if I had gotten an invitation, I would have made other wardrobe uh, arrangements. I'm just, I thought I was leaving on vacation. What did you guys eat? Uh, some beautiful French uh, veal. Fezzi's favorite. I oh. love that. Well, you should have been there. Yes, I should have. Fez. Mark, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddy. Hey, all it is is Fezzy opened his heart because he loves Dave and wanted to make this a special day, and Dave dumped all over his heart. I, I got crap in my sense. I had nothing to do with the dinner. Is this a serious bet, Fez? Are you being totally serious? I'm being totally serious. 100% serious. 100%. 101. Wow. You know what? Let's say I, something. This show has some personality problems. <laughs> And it really may be time, whether it's on or off the air, that we talk. What are you laughing at? <laughs> no, you're right. It's just uh, that. I don't see what's funny, Dave. I am laughing at the surreal thing that every life event is when we decide we're, we're all fucked up. The birth of my child is when you decide we're fucked up. Second year anniversary. It's just hysterical to me. It's reminders. But I mean, hysterical and not like a funny way. Like maybe a psychotic. So what are you laughing? You're, you're laughing at? I'm crazy now for wanting to have gone to your wedding dinner when but I thought I was a big part of your day. It was two years ago. You I'm talk, crazy. Talk to me about it. No. In the two years. Do you know what that wedding cost? <laughs> Why are you laughing at him? I know, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I know this is serious, and I am taking it seriously. And yes, but I can't help it. Wiki came through with a lot of stuff. I know. But only because I had to bore-ass Wiki to get it for weeks and weeks. No, you're right. <laughs> well, maybe Mike Kaka appreciate that. You're right, Yeah. Fez. What did he do? He took photographs, Fez. And he just had an overall handsome appearance. He makes the place classier. Ballbuster. Yeah, he is. Well, wait, Mike Cock enters the room. You're like, okay, this is a nice, classy party. If anything, he should have told you not to cut your hair so short. <laughs> Those wedding pictures he took are hideous of you. <laughs> you look like a fucking pimple with a little red dust on it. Well, this ended ugly. <laughs> yes. It's supposed to be a nice but, day. Yeah, or... let me just say happy anniversary to Dave and Casey. Thank you, Thanks. And now, of course, the babies. Right. Thank you, Mr. B. Fez, uh, any words? Hope you have a very nice weekend. Uh, I'd like to say Dinner special... Dinner plans? I'd like to say special deliveries live tomorrow night, midnight. And I want you to push Sam yeah. about fighting Johnny Fairplay. Push him? Yeah, push him into it. Into yeah. It? Okay. Remember, for Movie Club, the movie is The Cooler on IFC all this weekend. The Cooler is for Monday Movie Club. See you guys on Monday. Peace.